0: Lock Talk
1: Radio. Do you guys have the same thing
2: in mind? Well, I'll tell you what, Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nations business. Tribal Nations is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But, Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go.
1: Do you know why?
0: I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's a lot out there? Look at her. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you.
1: Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman i found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run, Nicky Split Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. (laughs) You know, the warrior has a lot of bad habits. The only way that help me survive. Don't survive yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's jumping Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat, out-of-shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have. This is the way life is. If only wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Road, do all that, he'll do it. And then that, if I want you, all three of them going to hold you, I'm going to slap you, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to kick you, and I'm
3: going to go. Yay! This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn, and it's saying now qualified for Money in the Bank, and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, <laughs> on the other side, and the center of it says Sami Zayn Tells All with Bobby Lashley's sister
0: and Alex Mello. Or well, Robbo
3: Takahashi versus everybody.
2: I, I thought I was going to have to give him a eulogy after the intense the main event on Night 2 of Battle of the Super Juniors, but boy, howdy, after uh, that
0: match flip-up, uh, not only to my expectations,
2: but I'm hoping yours as well.
3: Hey, forgot to hit the button, this is the talking part, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, episode 78, WrestleCast, Tuesday night, late night, and boy, howdy, Alex. I think your name says it all. Uh, Boner jams two twenty oh eight. I don't know what else this to say. This weekend,
2: it. of wrestling came at me like a guitar case to the face. Like it, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful couple of days of wrestling.
3: Oh my gosh! I'll, you know, I'll just say this right now, so I don't forget. When Hiromu came out with the with the flowers and the, the guitar case it probably I, I now you you never saw desperado do that before did you have you
2: no never so when
3: he when he came back from his excursion as a young lion and came back to the company as El Desperado before he even joined Suzuki Goon right away he mm-hmm. came out and he challenged i think it was Kota Abushi and he handed him black black roses and he carried a, a guitar case around with him and he had a sombrero, and really? he was like, he was like a like a death messenger was the gimmick, and the fact that Hiromu does a callback to it blew my mind.
2: Wow, that just even adds to that that <laughs> wonderful, wonderful match. Again, just like how the women—spoiler alert—just like how the women of World Wrestling Entertainment are easily tenfold over. What everyone else is doing in that company, right now, that's what the junior uh, division is doing in New Japan, I would say. My God! Oh, my gosh. It's,
3: it's stealing the it show. Is, they
2: sold that show out. They sold night two, man. There was not a seat empty in that hall. I, I, I We talked about said, if they could sell, but
3: oof. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, we, we said it. This guy is a star. This guy is a, a superstar. And
2: the promo, the-, the press conference afterwards, hey, I didn't realize his voice was that deep. I was like, I, hey, I wasn't expecting that. But I, I don't know if you saw the snaps I sent you earlier, the story um, that mm-hmm. I had, but it's just amazing. He's just screaming and then he looks and talks to the belt like it's a phone. <laughs> and then he's like, uh-huh. And then sets the belt and says, hey. You guys now can talk to the belt and the trophy. And someone is asking them a question, I think. (laughs) Or he's posing as the voice of these two inanimate objects. Either way, Horomo Takahashi, you are correct, is a star, a stud, and a top in New Japan, a hell, top in all, a
3: professional wrestler. And my guy Desperado, boy, what a call. Not Not a callback, but like a... Foreshadowing to potentially what I thought would happen at Dominion, Ooh, he gets yes. the mask ripped off, and he didn't yes. even care. He lays out Hiromu, and then casually just puts it back on his face, like he didn't even care. He showed his whole face and everything, and everyone's—I mean, everyone's freaking Ooh, out. He was like, and he's yeah. just like,
2: whatever. He was like, like the God. cool Sonata.
0: Of yeah, that it group.
2: Was... <laughs> He's just like whatever as he's ripped. Cultural appropriation and all with the cornrows and whatnot. But I was just like, That guy looks awesome. And then he just puts it on like and then just continues to go at it for
3: like another. And with the minutes. fact of how much that he's done that to like desperate guys like that, Tiger Mask, that when they mm-hmm. somebody finally does it back to him, he's like, Eh. Here's my <laughs> thing. I don't care. And puts it on oh, dude, he's that's why I texted the group I was when I was like Desperado yeah. is right <laughs> when that had happened. Oh
2: my god. These are two uh, of the sixteen from the tournament, but yet again, it's hard to pinpoint a star out of this group a la again like the women's division, like a star, you know, one that goes upset or, you know, goes over another because honestly they are just categorized as a group and they are again
3: these two groups
2: are changing the course of professional wrestling and it's just it's wonderful. Uh,
3: so I I think tonight we should take it into um let's let's do New Japan third. I think I have it set up that way. Ooh. Yeah, I believe I have it set up that way. If I don't, here's what's going to happen. I'm calling an audible, Alex. I don't remember what's <laughs> what. So whatever the second commercial lead in music, that's the company we're going to talk for the second the commercial.
2: The dice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. The, the
3: first. So we'll take our first break here. Come back. We'll knock out. There's not a lot of news that I saw. I mean, obviously the the big the big release today happened. Uh, big, no yes. pun intended. Um, there's yeah, the that, whole WWE New Japan situation, the All In talk with it. Um, I kind of want to talk
2: WWE. Yeah,
3: the the MSG cancellation. Little, we can oof. talk that. Um, and then I think we should just kind of bundle Lucha Underground into into that first block too, since there's so much to come. So. We'll knock that out. We'll let Alex dabble on that FML Solutions for you guys. And when we come back, yes, we're starting the power hour for, I don't, I mean, it, we're, we're going to be here for a while tonight, guys. There's so much good wrestling, so don't go away. Rob Ugh. the cats. Be right back.
2: Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made in the USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand.
0: Most people would consider this illegal. illegal. illegal.
3: What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week Sunday through Thursday night We give you the best in radio For boxing needs Standing 8 count radio For pro wrestling we got Wrestlecast We got your sports knowledge Covered with sports sportscast You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at And for all your local hip hop So the sound radio Make sure to subscribe Like, comment, rate, share Follow everything you got iTunes, Stitcher Google Play Radio Tune in At More. We are strong
0: style. Just my Just respect my Just respect my You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have
2: passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com mail letters ship packages all the services of the post office right on your computer get a four-week trial including postage and a digital scale go to stamps.com today Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at StrongStyle Media. We are conglomerates.
0: What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background check for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, Lists, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No, but if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. (laughs) I like that. Okay.
3: an oldie
2: uh yeah what what is kind of a a, i've been having this conversation with a few people what what how many years constitutes something to be an oldie like am radio came out in the 80s you know kind of the classic rock from the 60s and 70s so maybe about 20 years or so but you know there's no 90s station yeah there's early 2000s urban hip-hop and R&B, you know, kind of all over the country now, but there's no, like, 90s pop with, like, Ace and Bass and C&C Music Factory, minus uh, Jack FM. So, in wrestling, what constitutes that as well? Are they going to play the real McCoy?
3: Run away. Oh, run away. Oh, that guy comes in. The (laughs)
0: guy...
2: And in the video, he just creeps out of the shadows, too. He's just beating him with this guitar case. I love it. My God. Which, Desperado, he survives a wicked John Blue against the, the guardrail, just laying there like, what am I doing?
3: By the and way, then gets up. when when Jay White, um, are we, okay, let me ask you this. It's it's past 10 p.m. What's, what's our, what's our, what's our, uh, What's her language? Three each. Three each. Treat it like okay. a PG-13 movie. I like that. Because I, I, I just have to refer to it this way. But when Jay White shit cans Juice Robinson over the guardrail and he bicycle kicks that woman in the head. And the yeah. woman like falls out of the chair and she's holding her head. And her husband's just screaming. Like, trying to, like, shoo her back in, in his nice business, suit, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you see uh, uh, Yuya Yamura. He's like, uh, move, please. And she's, like, holding her skull, and Juice Robinson's, like, laying there dead. <laughs> Jake White drops more F-bombs than Togi Bakabe. Both nights, oh, by the man. way. When he, when he's he looks at scared. the young lady, like, and, he, and he looks at him, and he slowly goes... Do leaping, move, and then he just whips him. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, but news and rumors kind of going around here. Obviously, today the big news came out. Big cast released from the WWE. Do yeah, you nice. care?
2: Um, it's unfortunate. I, I didn't mind. I mean, his mic work was, eh. Um, what he did, uh, on SmackDown a week ago, uh, was questionable, I guess, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the heat um, when they brought out the mini Daniel Bryan, but again, they've WWE's been doing that for years, you know, let alone a mm-hmm. one little comment, you know, where I was just like, huh, okay. You know, maybe a slap on the wrist, but you know, I, obviously any way they're, they were looking to, to kind of get him out, um, you know, was w- this was their easy way out. And, you know, I didn't mind the matches with Daniel Bryan. Um, I-, I thought, especially last night, spoiler alert, it started off really slow, but definitely picked up. And then it was like Return of the King where you're like, how many endings is this match going to have? Um, <laughs> you know, it- but still, you know, I was like, oh, you cut four minutes out of the beginning and it's it- a pretty damn quality, you know, rewatchable match. But for me, no. I I think he was going to be lost in the shuffle, a la Baron Corbin. Um, you know, Colin Cassidy, you know, wasn't going to be wasn't going to be coming back. Sorry, I don't think New Japan will be in his future. Maybe do a little bit of Indies thing. You know, I'm sure it didn't help that Carmelo, you you know, was one of the the better, pro, you know, people on that SmackDown brand at the moment, or, or wrestlers, I should say. Um, you know, I'm sure that's kind of awkward after them, you know, kind of splitting up uh, allegedly so you know it's just a bad timing all around you know the money making of your tag team you know gone so i mean anthem sports impact the owl tna global force wrestling will be in his future so kudos um, good luck
3: not not go, trying to go to wwe just yet but what is more awkward watching carmella try to lead a match with oscar or the relationship with her and Cass in the locker room
2: uh, her, hey, I, I enjoyed the last couple of nights with, with, uh, with Carmella on screen there. I'm oh, not gonna lie.
0: Hey, it's, been more, not a
2: bad thing. it's been more, it's been more, I think she's improved, but what she's doing, she's doing well. She's emphasizing her strengths and not, you know, trying to do a wrestling match at all. Yeah, the kicks can be a little awkward, but I think it's far better than where we were a year ago, hell, even two years ago. So I I see vast improvement, but but what she is is her character, and she is killing it right now. Mela is money at first. I was like, hey, that's almost copyright infringement on my part. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, it caught on, and I'm like, oh, she has a gimmick. She has a thing. She has a saying. It's going to work. And and her kind of coming out and, and her finally gaining that confidence of being that heel, that snooty champion, if you will, um, I, I think she's doing really well. And I think Oscar's, you know, she's playing a foil to that
3: because she's not supposed to, <clears throat> you know. <laughs> we'll we'll I, talk uh, about that later. You know, and not not to steal one from uh, the Bruce Pritchard show, but maybe Mellow is Money should be a T-shirt. <laughs> Just say it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and get all my relatives from Mexico to buy hat. Yeah. Oh, wait, whoa. Wait. Well. <laughs>
3: you're giving away too much of the secret. <laughs> um, I will say two real quick, and then and then I'll jump back on here more of the the news. But I know we're not talking about it this week. We're not even gonna this week. We're not even gonna talk about Raw and SmackDown from last week because I didn't even watch them. That's the first time in like five years I skipped both and I deleted them off my DVR and didn't watch. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, um, you're gonna so,
2: watch yesterday.
3: Um, I will tell you this I saw the first 15 minutes of Raw And that was the best segment I've seen in years On, on Raw mm-hmm.
2: Agreed, I, I, that's what I'm saying You're going to continue and enjoy it
3: Yeah, I'm. so I'm going to tell you After two matches And after the segment that we got on Monday I am uh, all in On the new signee That's going to be probably of eventing Mania next year um, yeah. when, I, when I talk about what AJ Styles said, with if the dedication is there, what it could yep. be, it already looks like it. Even though there's still the green, which we'll talk My about. My fear that, is gone. My fear yeah, is gone.
2: It's, the only green there is now in her future. Sorry, is
3: money. <laughs> hey, and when she when she gets comfortable and figures out a move set and stuff, mm-hmm. I, I'm all there. I'm all there, but obviously we'll hey, talk quick. about that when the time comes. But, man, I tell you what, that, that opening segment was was hot. That was so good. But um, getting back to news here, uh, Triple H said that, that he has no problem working across promotion with New Japan. He talked about how he already has an alliance with Progress in, in the U.K., situation with ICW in Scotland, blah, blah, blah. Things could run itself there's also talk that WWE could be reaching out to New Japan and all in talent yes, uh, after sure. the show. What's your thought about the whole situation in general between what Triple H said and then the report about the reaching out to talent?
2: I, I would say his comments about, A, hey, just naming New Japan and whatnot, um, I, I think it's something it's smart on his part, but it's also the, the historian in him, in a way, because there were a lot of relationships in the wrestling industry um, in the ter- territory days. So, I mean, I, I, I he's smart. He realizes there is money into that relationship down the line, but he also sees them as a, you know, Kind of as a enemy at the moment, they are the the hot thing, um, you know at at the time here. So I, you know, I I think it's just smart that he's naming them, you know. And oh, by the way, also showcasing old Kenny Omega, you know, promos, and then you know bringing, uh, you know, New Day to to go in a video game, uh, you know, kind of match, if you will, with the elite. So you know they're they're promoting New Japan already. You know they're they're also blocking New Japan, which we'll get to in a bit here. But you know it's it's like they're playing both sides of the ball. Like they're they're trying to keep them at at bay just so they could figure out how they're going to overcome this. You know what they think is just a quick you know type of uh, surge you know of of, of popularity. So um, I think it's something you know that you know, that goes to the talent exchange now, not even the exchange, the, you know, possibly, you know, taking of all the talent, that's something, you know, that, that wouldn't surprise any of us, depending on, you know, the, what money is going to be thrown, but then you got to look at the oversaturation of talent into one area and how this, you know, independent scene, even though I, I think that term is just so outdated now, um, let's just say with the outside the universe as we kind of coined it here <laughs> you know I, I think they realize it's more of a viable um, you know career and and future yes you have your intergender champions you know kind of drawing their line in the sand but I think everybody else realizes you know as we are here at WrestleCast Radio that it's it's just such a renaissance right now I think you know not a lot of people are going to sign. I guess I was a little surprised by Diana Perazzo signing, um, but she's young and a uh, hey, I guess you know when that's your dream and you're that young, you know why not try and see how it's like on the other side?
3: Yeah, because I think Perazzo's only like 22 or something. Like, I think she's way young. I think you're right. Um, I look. I think the only way that Kenny and the Bucks go. Is if the E backs up a Brinks truck and yeah. gives them the the flexibility on the dates that they're getting now, but also and merch, the
2: merch percentage. Yeah.
3: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they strange. make so much money off of merch, it's ridiculous. I mean,
0: I looked at Kenny what, Omega's pro you know wrestling.
3: I looked at Kenny know, like, Omega's pro awesome wrestling tees. Team? What's uh-huh. that? And
2: do you know what, he like, that was making percentage-wise on his, like, do you ooh. know, like, the big person to get a big chunk out of?
3: their sales? I don't know. That's a good question, though. That's a really good question. Uh, maybe I'll try to Google it during the break, because that's really interesting. Um, Yeah, Deanna Parraza is only 24. Our, uh, wow. <laughs> she was born in 90, uh, 98 or 94. That's crazy. Um, but like I was on Kenny Omega's Pro Wrestling Tees page, and like he's already got five new shirts out since Dominion. <laughs> wow. There's the new Kenny Omega elite. Um, shirt, the white one, the Change the World that I want to buy. There's the, the beam, or the Golden Elite that I want to get. Then there's another one of the picture of the four of them standing there together and posing when he's holding the title. That's right. now a shirt. They, I mean, like he's got all these shirts since Dominion on there. Like these guys are just making a killing. And some of these lower end shirts that just have like a graphic, he's only selling for 20 bucks, so people are probably even jumping on that even more. Yeah. Huh. Mike Did you uh,
2: Did you rewatch that match by the way?
3: No, I ha- I I was going to rewatch the last four matches or five matches cuz I was going to skip the six man tag, but I was going to watch the tag title and then the last three. And then I realized that both Kazuna Road shows had dropped. And then I was like, crap, I got to watch that before I watch this. So I'm going to do maybe my Dominion. Maybe,
2: maybe Friday we'll do a live rewatch. Yeah,
3: I, I do want to do that for sure. And I I think during my, um, before the G1 starts, since there's going to be a little break after Kazuna Road, um, you know, we got the home uh, Kazuna Road show on the 23rd, um, but after all that, I, uh, I believe that is when I'm going to try to get my last bit of, of the New Japan watch in and just give that Dominion the, the extra run that it that it deserves here. Um, real quick here, Paul. i New...
2: stand by my eight stars.
3: <laughs> Grab this real quick. Uh, 636, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh,
0: you know who this is. We do? You don't know? Yeah. Oh, is this TJ? Yes, it is. Whoa! Let's well, yeah. see what's going on, sir. No, how's it going, guys? Uh, yeah, Good. I, I, I didn't help. get a chance to watch Dominion or Money in the Bank yet, but I just wanted to, you know, call in and say hi. You know, you guys, uh, all, the, all the patrons and listeners out there, you need to support
3: WrestleCast. Yeah. <laughs> TJ, what do you buy in your shirts? <laughs>
1: what am you I want buying our, the
3: shirt? Yeah, we got our shirts pre-ordered. I, I, I'm, I'm. I I StrongtownMedia
2: dot and then go to merchandise. You can find our two awesome options for Russell Cast Radio T shirts. Only twenty dollars. Yeah.
3: You uh, gotta buy I, yours. I the one, so I'm more than likely I might pick it up.
2: Uh, I'm going to pick it up next week, honestly, and then I'll send the picture on Twitter.
3: Yeah, and then you need you need to you need to give us the link because I still got to buy a book club shirt. <laughs> uh that
0: is uh what a maneuver dot net. Like uh, the way uh Vixi Man used to say commentary. Uh yes, .net is still a thing. Um uh, but just look up Leonard Literacy. Uh I call it the bookstore, but look up my name and you'll be able to see my two shirts. The third one got taken Man. off because of New Japan. But we're still cool though. <laughs> you got your shirt taken off? <laughs> yes indeed.
1: Why did your shirt get taken off?
0: Uh, I, I guess apparently uh, Bullet Club and Book Club don't mix well, so yeah.
3: That's awesome. That's like back in the day I, I when I used to do e there was an indie wrestler named The vertebraker who um, tried to sue this dude I, I used to know named Corey Rowell, because he yeah. was The vertebraker in E-Feds, and he was going to sue him for using his indie name. <laughs> like, what this is the thing? It sounded like it was a broken lawsuit. <laughs> <Not enough. laughs> tj if if you got any time watch night two of kazuna road as well when um yeah. alex i'm gonna get my second of the three out of the way just because i have to describe it this way but tj you're gonna love this jay white okay. uh after dropping like 19 f-bombs at all the young lions because they won't get out of his way and he beats them with <laughs> a folding chair because they keep trying to stop the violence uh he grabs juice Robinson. <laughs> Robinson, and uh, he shit cans him over the guardrail so hard that he kicks a woman in the front row and she's just sitting there holding her head as her husband's trying to shoo her out of the way so he can watch the action and she's in pain. It was hilarious. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you so much. I'm sorry. Somebody getting cobble kicked, so there's no wrestling that's hilarious to me. <laughs> the,
3: the young lines are like, all right, excuse me, ma'am. You need to leave. And she's like, my head. They're like, uh huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, any, oh,
3: uh, yeah, we, always say, we always appreciate you calling. we got to keep moving on. I'll throw you on mute so you can listen. But, uh, plug your Twitter. Go ahead and free plug. Yeah, I, I definitely will.
1: Again,
0: uh, Patreon's. Please follow WrestleCast. These guys are amazing. Uh, strong style, all the way. That's
1: what I'm talking about. What's your
3: Twitter?
0: Thank you, thank you. Uh, at Leonard book it One. If you really do like to book
3: it. Yeah, we love to book it. Thank uh, you, know, thank yeah, you. I'm from Midwest All-Star Wrestling, me, right?
0: Yeah, yep. And then uh, if you like to follow me, please do that. You can read it and read.
3: With that being said, uh, the jackal,
1: got that bitch off.
3: Uh, thank you, <laughs> TJ, for calling in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, who's this dude calling from a Missouri area calling? That's why I was all confused and took it the proper So he life. got a cease and desist order
2: from the guys who made a cease and desist shirt, really? <laughs> That's so awesome. That's a weird oh. honor, but, like, I really wanted that shirt. That shirt was awesome.
3: Uh, the the only man who would ever get a cease and desist from New Japan. Pur- I could just see Matt Jackson <laughs> like, mm, that's not going to fly. Like the dude eating the banana on belly. Mm, I don't like this. I don't yeah. like this at all. <laughs> Too two belly maybe,
2: references I've been on air with in the last six days. Awesome.
3: Maybe when we're doing WrestleCast Live at All In, we wear a book club shirt. We'll ask
2: him Oh no I'm, I'm
3: not going <laughs> to go. The lines are TJ.
2: We. I'm really excited to see Tony Schiavone And I'm afraid I'm going to be so nervous And I was not a huge WCW mark growing up I always appreciated his announcing But I, I'm getting like crazy nervous Because I don't want to make a fool out of myself
3: <laughs> You sound like me if I meet uh, Or when I meet Okada Like yeah. if, if we we're doing if we're doing Wrestlecast and and they're like all right you know at at twelve thirty we're gonna have our uh, have our guest on tonight and they give us our envelope with who we get and we're like and uh we'll be having the former IWGP heavyweight champion Kazuchika Okada joining us live in twenty minutes. Wow, I mean,
0: wow,
3: fainted my seat. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna uh, have to call. Getting flustered. Like you have to call Demtress Like you're calling in the the, the righty because the the starter's got to go. Send him for the man. The...
2: <laughs> he's gonna flip a table over and run from like as he's getting like Sounders and stuff. He he just knows Demtris. <laughs> Some dude's no, like, I like what? the comparison, how I'm getting nervous about meeting, like, Conrad Thompson and, and Tony Schiavone. You're like, oh, yeah, former, you know, legendary IWGP uh, heavyweight champion who's also only 30. So he has, like, 20 more reigns or 200 more years of holding this belt. You know, apples and oranges,
3: apparently. But, again, i
2: would uh, be like, what's up? Schiavone is like, oh, my God, I, I'm, I'm trembling.
3: <laughs> Demetrius gets to the table and just kind of pushes me under the under the table like like a like a pair of underwear that didn't get picked up. Like, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> what if somehow that got booked into a match? Derek Fury, the Daredevil, taking on the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada.
3: Oh man, I don't even know what he would do. He'd he'd probably try to shoot on him.
2: It'd be a five star <laughs>
3: match if.
2: You know he would do better, way better than (laughs) Fale. Dang, Fale getting dogged all over. No, I don't even mean that as a dog. You know, even Suzuki, he brought out... I think those two would mesh really well. And and Derek Fury's arrow, you know, acrobatic, you know, flips and, and, you know, his moveset, I think would be a nice, you know, kind of twist for Okada to kind of defend against.
3: So if we're doing that... Do we book uh, Leonard Literacy against Evil from Lowson nobles?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Who would you manage? Who, out of Derek Fury or, or Leonard Literacy in their matches?
3: Who would you uh, manage? I'd, I'd manage Evil so I could trip Leonard Literacy when he runs the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: quickly. And then and I would in, uh, it in 30 seconds. When he,
3: turns, when, when he turns to look at me, I'd him and everything! And then, He'd get hit with the STL. (laughs) Um,
2: In 30 seconds, book Kazuchika Okada versus the technical legend, Ryan Cook.
3: Go. Um, Let's see. He would hit me with the two awesome drop kick when I wasn't paying attention. He'd go for the Rainmaker. I would duck it, and then I would do a schoolboy, hook the tights on the rope, and beat him in 18 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you
0: know
3: I, mean? <laughs> I think Man, people would, I would like
2: throw stuff at you.
3: I would Jeff Jarrett, Hulk Hogan, bash at the beast the hell <laughs> out <would
0: Jeff>. really? <laughs> of
1: Just pin me. I, I just just pin me, bro. I'm like, that's good
3: enough for me. Now that now that we've had this. Insane, uh, strange run of things. You wanted to just go into Luch Underground? I don't think they're. I mean, let me ask you this: Is there any big news, rumors, anything that you are interested? God damn it! I just saw another spoiler for that UK thing. Stop!
2: You know what? I'm proud of myself. I didn't. I did not go on the internet from Saturday
3: till this morning because oh, of all the, the
2: wrestling events. Nothing. I, I,
3: I lied. This this post was like four days beforehand while I was scrolling for news and rumors, so it it wasn't an actual spoiler cause the I show was on strict
2: Dominion mode where I was just like I I don't want to know. <laughs> like I have I'm like I'm, I'm so I'm I'm very proud of myself. Uh, what I'm also but I'm not proud of WWE as as we can say uh, they they can be a bunch of um, <clears throat> be a stars uh, mm-hmm. if you will and and this kind of shows this a little bit more. Uh, Ring of Honor announcing, I believe a week or so ago that they were going to run a show um, at the Madison Square Garden. Um, as I found out, on uh, I'm not sure if they're all great. There's just a lot of them. I'm one of the uh, the Conrad Thompson produced uh, shows. I found out that McMahon Vince McMahon has kind of like a, a agreement with Madison Square Garden, where, you know, he kind of has a veto or a say, if you will, of what wrestling events come, you know, to Madison Square Garden, even though they they basically just do house shows there maybe once or twice a year, not any big shows anymore. So, at first, I was like, wow, that's crazy, you know, that's probably, probably you know, over and done with, and then the news breaks, you know, I believe it was today or, or late last week, that they blocked WWE then blocked Ring of Honor from doing their event at Madison Square Garden. People didn't know what weekend, Ryan, but A, do you think they felt a threat of Ring of Honor and New Japan doing it amongst possibly WrestleMania
3: weekend? Oh, man. You know, and that was something we had joked about a while ago. You know, when when they're doing this big building why doesn't somebody run msg that weekend
2: yeah and apparently it could have happened um if you put your top new japan guys ring of honor not even do best of the world but just throw on you know an eight match card you uh, how many seats do you think that could possibly get at a hub that is new york city
3: with how many people could be in there I, I think it's crazy to think that they'd sell it out, but I bet you 60% capacity, which is probably 12,000 fans. Okay. Um, I mean, it could be more. I could be just undermining it. Look, I mean, let's let's be honest. I'm the one who said, I hope all it works, but if they draw 7,000 fans, I'm going to call it a failure. You know, and not to dog them because we're we're running a show at, at all at the, the StarCast. But to be fair, as what got us to where we are, being honest and fair, mm-hmm. no, if that would be considered a failure. And then they sold the building out in 29 minutes and 35 seconds. And I, I was 100% blown away and wrong. So maybe I'm wrong, and they do sell. I mean, if, about
2: if $15,000 it could hold
0: for pro wrestling.
2: <sighs> but, I obviously, mean, so with production, you probably cut maybe, you know, make it about 14000 15000 capacity possibly, which well, no. I, I think if you do Bullet Club LIJ... I mean that's just naming ten wrestlers, but you know if you book the the best talent, hell, even make it a a weekend event, I yeah I think you're right about twelve thirteen thousand I, I it could possibly easily get.
3: Well, let's let's look at this. Um, Re- WrestleMania twenty ha- had eighteen thousand five hundred, so they would have a smaller. St- stage than Mania. So they could technically if they want probably do nineteen or higher because they would be able to release more seats. But even so, we'll say eighteen five for sure, because E ran it with the WrestleMania stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I here's here's the question I ask. Okay. If all in would have ran a bigger building, how many more tickets do you think it could have sold? Whew.
2: Ease? I, I would say probably, well, I mean, if those sold in 29 minutes and there were a could lot they, of could fans, they have sold out the I was going to say 13,000.
0: Ooh,
2: that's about 14,000. Yeah. With the excitement and, and kind of the anticipation of that event, I think it could have by time, they would have probably had to announce uh, more matches possibly by this time. But I think they possibly, you know, probably could have got twelve thousand easily that first day. Easily. Um
3: so if you if you look at that, um, take as an example, money in the bank at the Ro- or at the Allstate in Rosemount only did thirteen thousand two hundred and fourteen. The uh the the Allstate seats uh eighteen five like Madison Square Garden and they missed mm-hmm. by over fifty two hundred, fifty three hundred seats. So WWE didn't sell it out I think All In could have could have drawn better than that So with me taking that approach Let's look at an ROH slash New Japan run show WrestleMania weekend Compared to All In At All In you still have the Bucks, Cody, Okada, Ibushi So you still have those same names so they're going to be doing both shows, so there's not much of a difference on that aspect. But I think the one thing you got to look at too is there is the the appeal that a guy like Dalton Castle has. Um, you do have the appeal of you bring in Will Osprey for the show that you didn't do. Like you said, you bring Lij for it. Now you don't want to try to do this strictly all New Japan, but he, here's okay. I'll tell you this. Obviously, we just got it in May, and we're going to we're get it the last night of the A Block and the G1. But something never done in America, and I bet you would sell, if you ran an ROH show and you ran a spectacle-type type card where you, you basically just gave everything and you, you called it a New Japan showcase. if you gave the crowd a product on one-on-one, never been oh. done in America, that's going to sell seats. That's gonna sell tickets. If you I mean, and who who's to say Daniel Bryan's not on the market by then next year and yeah. you book up against the E? You, <laughs> you know, mean in uh, two months? <laughs> yeah, where I still you know, yeah what if he shoves them it all in? I mean so there's there's a lot of factors that you can play into this. You also have all these talents around that that people brought in. Walters now there. What if you get some kind of a deal where you get Walter to work the show? He's going to draw you numbers. Um, it just it it's a big factor on who gets to come in. You like it, I'll tell you this: if if you want my money and you want me to fly to New York, I would skip WrestleMania if you gave me a Okada Tanahashi one on one. You gave me Say say they do. You want anything new? Give me okay. What? Tell me a match that's that's going to be more exciting to see live for the first time, that, uh, of uh, other than Okada Tanahashi. Like, what do you give? What do you give me instead of that? Like, what could you offer me as a fan that would excite me more?
2: Ooh, I would. Ooh, gosh, I, I was going to say. I mean, Hiromu and, and Will Osprey, or possibly, well, you, you know... You
3: can still do that while booking Okada Tanahashi. That's that's where I'm going.
2: Yeah, but like, you're... Oh, you mean with Okada? I mean, I I would say, why not set up something, you know, maybe chaos finally dissolves, and you do Okada J-White. Granted, we're going to see it in the G1, aren't we?
3: Also okay, and, and here's a factor I'll say where that doesn't happen. I don't think New Japan's letting letting ROH do that match. That's their match that they'd be building to.
2: But you don't think this will be a cross kind of you know joint
3: event? Maybe, well, there? Maybe. it would have to be. Well, not necessarily. If ROH just pays the guys that's their booking. Well, but they said that they were they
2: they mentioned New Japan kind of in their statement saying, "Hey, you know." Like they were pretty much going to run an event together at that yeah. at that studio because Supercard of Honor, which had a great main event of Omega and Cody, uh, only did forty six hundred.
3: But what, that was a record. Like, that was a record. Yeah, because it was only. I mean, they, they, I think they only they had only had like a.
2: I don't. The building sold. was set up for fifty seven hundred. Yeah, so forty six.
3: Um, oh, I had one other match in my head too, and I, I just blanked on it now. Um, you know, but you say Hiromu, What if he doesn't sign and keeps deciding he wants to do the Indies? What if What if you book Hiromu Rey Mysterio?
2: No, not after that uh, three year uh, option he was just given by
3: the E. <laughs> yeah, if he takes. I mean, obviously that that cancels that, but I just you know a match like a match like. Like Okada Tanahashi being able to see it live would blow me away. Mm. You want to give me something new, something that hasn't been done? Give me Minoru Suzuki versus Walter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, somebody's not walking after that match. I just envision like Walter
2: throwing Suzuki off of the turnbuckle onto a table, and then him jumping off the turn off of the turnbuckle. Delivering like a massive leg drop, even though there's no table because it's already broken. But him just bouncing off and
3: just killing Suzuki.
2: That would be a great foil for Daddy.
3: Suzuki pulls a piece of table out of his head and just starts running his mouth like it doesn't even matter. (laughs) He's like a like a weird Japanese horror movie. I don't know.
2: What else they could throw there? Throw in, you know, I don't know, Pentagon Dark, because that
3: guy, my God. Yeah. Um, Your guy, what is his name, Vinnie Marchenzo?
2: (laughs) The pizza guy? That guy's awesome. (laughs) Talk about gimmick infringement. I think uh, (laughs) Brian Klecker needs to get on the horn with that guy.
3: He comes in with a pizza. And Pentagon gives him a package pile driver on the pizza and shoves the pizza in his mouth as, as he rolls out of the rear. No, he shoved it <laughs> in the- and gave him the pile driver. Um, what did you think coming in here? And now you obviously watched the the debut show of season four. Ooh. <laughs> Dario Cuento is murdered. And his father <laughs> obviously the same I mean that was blatantly obvious.
0: Was so but for the sake
3: of the T V show aspect and they stuck to their guns with it. What did you think of this new character that ran? Antonio
2: through- <laughs> I uh I, 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 I uh that's my great uh, Ryan Cook impersonation of uh, Alpha Five there. Um I would say I, I was excited to watch this. I, I was, you know, didn't really want to say too much on the thread. I was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to watch Lucha Underground. Someone hooked me up with some Sling TV, some L-Ray HD. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. And I was happy I did because it, was, it personifies what pro wrestling really is, a soap opera. And it had the best opening into a soap opera I think I've ever seen. This is like, hey, you remember Vince McMahon exploded in the limo? And then, you know, kind of didn't happen. Well, this time, the owner explodes, dies, has a funeral. And then his father, who is obviously Dario Cuerto, um, is coming out and saying, you know what, we're, we're going to throw a, a tournament, a battle royale of murder and death to determine a new Lucha Underground champion. I love the spectacle. I love the absurdism of all of it, but most importantly, the athleticism, the, the murderousness, the stiff like warfare that I saw. Mr. Pectoral Guy himself <laughs> even surprised me. Um, spectacular guy, but uh, that final four or five Jesse wrestlers. Is amazing, my God. Sorry, Jake <laughs> Hager, but get the hell
3: out of here. <laughs> You think Jake Hager is gonna ever? You no, know, isn't he fighting for Bellator coming up here?
2: I thought he just Man. showed up during this gimmick. Oh no, that was uh, Fusion. I also watched MLW Fusion. Sorry, wrong oh. promotion. <laughs> because yeah, you have... that, on that show, they had Lucha Underground guys in the main event of that show. <laughs> Phoenix
3: was, and Pentagon Dark. Was that? Uh, did they wrestle Shane Swerve Strickland?
2: No, they wrestled for the tag titles. It was a three-way, and it was an amazing, fantastic bout for MLW.
3: Did you see the MLW champion on there, that the Shane Strickland guy? I have not, no.
2: That's I who Killshot is. Is that name. Oh, really? Because Killshot yep. looked awesome in this, uh, this rumble.
3: Yeah, when, once me and Demetrius were trying to figure out who Killshot was, and then we... We saw the Shane Strickland thing, and then last Wednesday, because he always, you know, he babysits Sydney on Wednesdays. We watched it, and we're watching Killshot in the Rumble, and everything he does, we're like, oh, well, that was (laughs) blatantly obvious, and we completely didn't realize it (laughs) the whole time. Like, oh, (laughs) every one of these moves makes sense now. Like, oh, okay, he's just, oh, well, we're idiots. (laughs) But but once again, that's so much. Lucha underground is great because it takes you out of the reality of the sports entertainment world and makes it a television show. It's, it's like mm-hmm. watching, you know, it's
1: it, in a, a in novella
2: a,
3: in not the same light. It's kind of like glow, you know, it's yeah a show within a show, you know, and it's, it's just, it's fun. And, you know, the, the stories they told with all that stuff, I never, never paid attention to a lot of it. You know, it, Until I heard that was Jeff Cobb as uh, Matanza, I didn't put it together. And then I'm watching it, going, "Oh, yep, that's Jeff Cobb. That's everything he does when he's with Matt Riddle." I get it now. But you're so drawn (laughs) in it; it's just it's enjoyable. It's it's a fun little aspect, and I don't know. I was I was into it, and man, Marty the Moth Martinez got his ass beat at the end there. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what what happened to cheerleader Melissa. She looked terrible. In that rumble, Demetrius looks disgusted from uh, from Mari Post's performance. Um, he was, a yeah, major I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with him. It was Chuy it de Melissa it was tremendous, but I mean, I, I also kind of realized. I mean, how long has she been wrestling? And like she's been in the business for a long time, and I never really thought about that. And I'm like, huh? Like she was Raisha Saeed in TNA in like. Oh, before yeah, that's twenty, right. so I mean she's been around for a long time doing this. Uh... So
2: Phoenix, huh? My God, uh, again, just watching him work that that final stretch in Aztec Warfare. Um, oh my God, was, was, I was like, who is this guy? And then, like I said, when I watched uh, MLW Fusion, him and Pentagon Dark teaming up, I said, I want to see these guys in a Super Junior tournament. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, they will be, uh, be former, I think, now, Forest uh, and Gorilla Tag Champs as well, the, the Lucha Bros, they're, they're real-life brothers as well.
2: Are they really? Oh, my God, it just gets better and better, just like seeing characters like King Cuerno, Mil Muertes, and Lizard People, um, yeah. which was kind of a cool thing and, and kind of got under Mil Muertes' uh, scales.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, we saw uh, Daga, part of the lizard tribes, uh with with uh uh what the heck is her name. That Daga was tight. Uh why well, can't so the hear what in in. she plays Rosa Ro- La Rosa Thunder or whatever um on the on the Indies. Um Co- uh, Cobra Moon. That's what I was thinking of. But oh. then uh, Pindar came out, the giant lizard guy and smoked him in the ring there. Um, that dead Phoenix spot where he's Standing on the rope, he gets tripped, he lands with his back on the top rope and then still manages to get back to his feet like he's on like a trampoline. And mm-hmm. then did like the kick and then the cart I, I was I I was like, That's it. I'm 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 done. I'm never gonna see <laughs> something like that again. What's uh
2: What's amazing, you know, you had your surprises too, your Tommy Dreamers and um, not your Jack Swaggers, but uh, it, it was it was just pretty, the the peck dude, you know, and it was just, oh, Swagger did join the company. Did he? Yeah, it even says, it's like, boom. So that's where I got that from. But no, it, it was enjoyable. I, uh, what's his name? Sammy Callahan or Solomon Crow? I believe that gimmick was. Um, but, uh, I thought it was fun, you know, didn't get the best of love online. Um, but I thought for someone to introduce or someone to be introduced into Lucha Ground, you know, kind of like me who knows, you know, a few people off and on, uh, the spectacle is great. It's this, everyone is chewing the scenery, but the athleticism of all these, these athletes, women, men, um, Antonio, uh, um, it, it just works, and, and I'm excited to kind of see where this, this season goes, and I can't wait to see Jeff Cobb and uh, and Pentagon Dark in a few days.
3: Tomorrow.
0: What the wow. hell?
3: Is – oh, okay, never mind. So Swagger doesn't debut until, like, the middle of the season, I think.
2: Is he going to wear a mask?
3: I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, he could be Pindar for all we know. <laughs> oh, he gets Just murdered. A big, you um, you need sound for that. Um, oh, I didn't know. Um, the uh, the whole what? Oh gosh, what else was really entertaining on that show? Ah, uh, like oh, there was the spot out. There was something I wanted to bring up, but I'm forgetting. Damn it. I can't remember. There was, there was something else that, that really I thought was dope. Oh, the so, like, they start the rumble, and they're like, uh, you know, Fo- Dante Fox can't compete, so he's stripped of his, his six-man tag title. You guys have a new partner. You guys are starting one and two, and whoever's number three is the new champion with you guys. And that's the most <laughs> asinizing re- reason to make a champion. But when you take into context what this company is, this is just some dude who's wanting violence. And it's a. And I love how they talk about how the company's just a front. Yeah. He's just kind of <laughs> like, all right, whatever. Whoever the next guy is, is, is the replacement champion for you guys. Have fun. And they're like, are you kidding me? And then all of a sudden, Son of Havoc comes out, and he's the new champion. They just give him a belt, and then they start wrestling each other. <laughs> like Any other company that makes no sense. It was but bonkers.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, oh, this is so
3: good. And then the rope looked generic and un, as like uncoordinated as hell with the colors. Like it literally looked like this is a front for something illegal. He well, was I fit. It, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, it was it was a nice, nice, easy watch because it was just the battle royal. Um, Chavo Guerrero was in there for a while. He was he was beating yeah, some yeah. people up. What um, but,
2: I mean, are there secondary championships, or is there just like kind of one belt and it's just other rival? Oh, you said there was the six-man tag uh, belts, but is there like a, you know, secondary singles title?
3: There's a secondary singles title called The Gift of the Gods, but it's not really something that is really defended. Basically, what happens is th- they have these matches for these medallions. And when all the medallions have been claimed by like six wrestlers or eight wrestlers, however many medallions are in them, then they have like a multi-man match, like a six-way or an eight-way. And the winner collects all the medallions and gets to put them all on the gift of the gods belt. And then they become the gift of the gods champion, which is basically like a title shot or like a cash-in.
2: Wow. Yuji Nagata be kidding me,
3: man. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. It it's almost like something so mind-boggling will keep you quiet. Is <laughs> it? Quieter. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, but Pew, we pew, obviously as
3: we start going through here, uh, half or done with hour number one, we come back. You're either getting New Japan or WWE, because I don't remember what the commercial break and is. It's a gamble. <laughs> so 50-50, we're talking what you want next. 50-50, we're talking about a little bit later. Regardless, we're going to talk it. Don't go away. WrestleCast. Your late-night hip-hop and R&B podcast, us on Radio, hosted by Kyle Half-Find Adams. Every Thursday night, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B, and here, Minnesota Talent. At 10 p.m. Central.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you
3: feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. I
1: can't take it back
3: like diamond.
1: In my life, it's like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license.
3: My belief don't have religion, just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath, regain my pocket, check my feet when I'm walking. I've
1: see it... seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear and air for the real. That's why I'm
3: aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong South Media Network. It's Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP three over to Soda Sound at strongtoundmedia dot com. E nut. This right here is the Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake, I gotta tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. fifty, so I use it, I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 forty-eight, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually I, I'm I'm and I took an alpha brain, and I never do. I, I wanna fight you. I wanna fight you. I wanna go, chin down, and I wanna bang, bang, oh!
2: Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host Ryan Cook and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're gonna be giving you everything, and I mean everything—from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, basketball, boxing, pro sports, Survivor, even that weird sport where you do the hurdles and jump puddles And track and field. All right, maybe not that one. But from the college to the pros, and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio.
3: you that this could be a James... That should have been for James Storm?
2: I think that that would totally work, but I'm happy uh, AJ Styles kind of procured that team. But I think that would have worked for either or, I think, but James Storm, ah, no. I just... I can't Do you think sure. he could have had the meteoric rise as AJ Styles did in the if he had that theme?
3: No, I I I think the wrestlers make the theme a lot of it too. I just my only thing is I don't I Unless don't Bobby see Rude. James Storm uh walking to the ring to that with his demeanor. Oh, I totally could. He would have to be a heel of course, but yeah. totally. When uh when I I, I did crop this too uh for when anyone has a thought on something. Where well, my thought is I got that little guy in there. <laughs> That's, that's
0: my name. Where's
3: the other one too, real quick? I'm just hitting buttons for one second. Don't, don't, don't stop listening to us. Where's the here's the swaggy p. a long way,
0: haven't I? I went from getting snitched on to put a ring on. <laughs> I'm a champ. Swag champ
3: is here. <laughs> I went from getting snitched on to putting the ring on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it makes you laugh. Uh, WWE had a had a pretty good week. Um, just to kind of go through it, I don't know. Did you watch the the last week of NXT TV before the uh, the pay-per-view?
2: I did not do the Ryan Cook uh, nine episode watch before the events. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um War Raiders uh wrestled uh some jobbers. I went a star and a quarter. It wasn't an, it wasn't that good at all. uh EC3 defeated Cassius. Ono went two and a quarter. Bianca oh, no. Belair defeated Aaliyah. I went two stars. But in parentheses for the beating Bianca Belair on Aaliyah, I went five, just because I, I don't like Aaliyah at all. I think she sucks. Uh, I think Bianca Belair, as well. Bianca Belair picked her up like she was doing a deadlift and was, like, curling her and then lifted her over her head and then just lawn darted her into the top rope ring post. Wow. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, I like main event I, went th- I like her a lot. What's that? <laughs> I said I <laughs> yeah. like
2: Bianca Belair a lot.
3: She's going to be uh, good. Main event, I went three and a quarter. Pete Dunne defeated Kyle O'Reilly. That was a really fun match. Ooh. I'll have to, uh, I will definitely have to watch that match. Kyle yeah, was, O'Reilly was, is the best. Good guy. He's so good. I love he's he's so that swagger. He, and, and the you know the, the good thing about that match too is there wasn't the interference. They saved it for after, which made me really happy. Nice.
0: Um,
3: nice. So let's go into Takeover first, obviously, because that was the night before. We go right into Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Undisputed Era defeat Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. I tell you what, when I watch Undisputed Era. Even more now. And I watched Kyle O'Reilly with his guitar and Adam Cole with his swagger and Roderick Strong looking like the captain of the football team with his just Mm -hmm. douchey demeanor. Those guys just ooze cool to me. Like Mm -hmm. they just like I'm like, man, I wish I was one of those guys. Like that's the kind of demeanor they gave off at at takeover. And even the post, like or even their little little pose with all three of them in the ring they still do the adam cole baby and everyone does it and none of the three guys care that they're saying adam cole you know what i mean suddenly like an undisputed chant. It's yep this is going to get over It's it's tight as hell um just just a fantastic showing this this was my favorite match of the night this might be my second favorite nxt match behind gargano almas from the, the Rumble takeover, the just how good the match was. I mean, it undisputed era continued to showcase the amazing NXT tag division that they always have. But the thing that sold me the most is the crowd knew Oni Larkin a little bit because of Biff Busick, but they didn't know Danny Birch. You you look at the beginning of the match and the crowd was not really behind him because they didn't know it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lorkin and Birch run that crowd over halfway through that match and they were on their feet the whole time cheering for both teams and that made the match just that much better and that much special to me where it got to the point where these guys who were nobody were made that night. And that's what you ask for in a in a championship performance. The champs retain and and it was cool too because everyone thought the Adam Cole thing would cut would have ended the match and it didn't. So we got more wrestling. Um, it was it was tremendous. It was uh, it was so good. It was so good, Alex. What do you think?
2: For half the amount of time uh, that we got with the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks, um, I, I think they delivered a, a top notch match um, in Chicago that night. This won me on not only kind of the whole undisputed era. Adam Cole, I, I get it. Um, but, no, uh, you're totally right with kind of what they, they – the swaggerness. But I was get that off of Kyle O'Reilly. I was just seeing you know, – I was like, God, he's just going to to kick someone's head off and then their knees out of their, their sockets. Like, I was just – this is going to be an amazing showing, and, and and it was. And to see Oni Lorcan and Danny Burtz, like you said, just win the crowd over and, and kind of the, the finish, if you will, where they had the submissions locked – on both um, O'Reilly and um, and Strong in a beautiful setting, where you're like, wow! So many times where you're like, are they going to su- are they going to switch the title? Um, and and you know they made it believable. Yeah, there was a few too many uh, falsies um, on their parts, if you will. But uh, hey, I'll chalk that up to adrenaline adrenaline excitement and the determination to win. Yes, that can still be a thing, especially in professional wrestling. But it was just an outstanding match, a great you know, last five minutes, um, where it was just fast paced but also just beating the crap out of each other again. Just seeing that 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 dual submission, and then O'Reilly kicking lurkin off of uh, Roddy there was just beautiful. And then you know, finally, to kind of get the uh, the switch up and the chasing the dragon at the end, uh, it, it was wonderful. This was a fantastic match put on by all. Five men um, in that audience, for sure, uh, starting off the night hot.
3: Man, I, I tell you what. And then the fact of uh, Bucic is sitting on the and, and we got a bunch of retweets on this one. People were into the Twitter on this one. But Bucic's on the top, or excuse me, Oli Lorcan's on the top rope, and he's getting ready to do a dive into the rink. I think it was Roderick Strong who was going to go for, like, a double foot stomp. And as he's climbing, Kyle O'Reilly shoves him off the top rope. Yes. And how does he go off the top rope? He takes a front flip bump onto the edge of the apron and then hits the floor. I screamed and scared. Sidney fell over in his in his in his playpen. I was like, oh, I could. Oh my! It was disgusting. And that started <laughs> the trend of bumps that just grossed me out throughout this whole weekend. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> I couldn't believe no, it. I'm like, dude, they, why the hell would you take that? Honestly,
2: I mean, that, with the, how hot that crowd was, I mean, does that, as a performer, especially with you, you know, being a performer, I mean, does that really just, in your mind, says, I have no regard for myself now. It's all going into this match or whatever happens to
3: me happens. That That's caused stupidity to me. Or 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 the adrenaline so high, Allah Demetrius, hey, body slammed me onto the the ring steps. Okay. Hey, it didn't hurt that bad. Do it again. So you do it again to him, and they, oh, that really hurt. That's yeah. It's <laughs> the adrenaline left your body, and that sucked. And that's uh, yeah. We're not doing that again. Like that's one of those things where, and, and you know, we're gonna talk about it now with the next contest. Yeah. Ricochet takes on Vel- or defeats Velveteen Dream. I'll tell you, after about the first five six minutes, I was at like a two and a half. I was like, this is just, it's not doing anything for me. I saw the voices of wrestling guys had a had a perfectly acceptable tweet. I don't know if you saw this, Alex, but they said Velveteen Dream when his when he's doing his his offense and. And these spots, he looks like a 2K video game where it just looks like the moves are kind of loading before they happen. And I don't know if it's just, mm-hmm. you know, he's still green, which is fine because he's so young.
2: I What's think that? that's part of him, though, because he's trying to, you know, be very dramatic with everything that he does. And I think that's hey. just part of him.
3: Now, I, I won't even say, like, the the execution, but, like, when they started going into, like, all right, leapfrog, drop drop down. You know, um, Irish yeah. whip. He jumped all high
2: that. on that leapfrog, by the way. <laughs> he,
3: uh, and and he, he's so athletic, which is what's good, but it looks mm-hmm. like he's, he's, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? And he moves, he moves like somebody who looks like what you hate at an indie show sometimes. But to be fair, and, and I said this earlier to Demetrius when we were on the way home, I said, I, I want him in NXT for four more years. And I know people are going to go, that's way too long. He's like 22 or something like that. If he stays in NXT for years, he's still 26. You got to think of all these guys that get to work the indies and ROH and stuff for 10 years. Everybody's like that at first. He ran, you know, he did Maryland championship wrestling for like a year, if that, you know, when he tagged with Leo Rush and he doesn't have the experience. And his gimmick got over so well, and his charisma is so good, he's been put into a lot of situations. And, you know, you look, as an example, his match with, with Aleister Black. It was a really good match, but there were some things that looked a little off. Or when he wrestled Cassius Ono, and they tried to do a couple things, and it just didn't work. That's just rookie mistakes. I I almost accredit him to, and this is what draws me to him, is he's my NXT young lion. Is that fair? Yeah. Yes, oh yeah get to watch his growth Now we can go, you know As you mentioned with his athleticism And some of the stuff they started doing near the end I went, wow We're watching him grow We're we're getting to see His improvement And that's what I really like about him So I'm okay with him looking a little robotic Because he doesn't want to screw up Because, hey, I've been in the company a year I'm wrestling Ricochet After wrestling Alistair Black You know what I mean? Like <laughs> So for that, Did I you see an improvement
2: them? from that match, from the uh, Alistair Black to the Ricochet match on Velveteen, Velveteen Dream's part?
3: Obviously, like I said, I went four and a quarter, and I think a lot of it is due to how good... I mean, Ricochet showed how good Ricochet is. I mean, mm-hmm. he brought Velveteen Dream to a tremendous match. But I think once, once they got going and they settled down and stopped doing the really, you know, opening sequence... Yep. That's what took it from a two-and-a-half to four-and-a-quarter for me, Alex. I went four-and-a-quarter. And the it, 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 when it, when a normal WWE-type match feels like it's going to end, it usually does. This went like 15 more minutes after you thought it was going to end. Yes, yes, and yes. It did. I mean, Velveteen Dream did a... You know, he went for a... a and this, this is another one where I'll say, you know, he's he's still... You could tell not used to doing some of the stuff, but he still did it. It just looked a little awkward, but then again, it's John Cena looks awkward every time he bumps. Mm. Belvedine Dream did a coast-to-coast uh, elbow drop. I've never seen that before, but he kind of ditched the elbow halfway just so he could take the bump. That's fine. He's not used to taking that bump. I'm not mad at that, but that's where you can see the – that looked a little odd. But the yeah, fact but that it he is, also at that point
2: Ricochet moved out of out of the way So of course you're still not going to hit Even though with the camera angle It, it totally sh- looked like He just shattered his elbow on that spot But you're right, he totally <laughs> Kind of plugged it in there
3: You know, he, he, he had the elbow going And when he was going to land He he turned and did a bump And that's fine Because that's what you're trained to do You're trained to take a bump to protect yourself Now, now you look at if if you switch the roles, Ricochet would have just took the whole elbow bump. But he's been doing it for so long; he's used to it. So I can't fault Velveteen Dream for that. I don't fault him. It just those are those are the things I notice. And like like that's the one match I I told Demetrius. I said the tag match is going to blow your mind, but I want you to see the Velveteen Dream match because you can see the inexperience, but then you can see the growth over it. Um, <laughs> I wonder what they thought. You know he he went for that um, that crazy rolling death valley driver off the middle rope, and middle of the he kind of panicked a little bit and he just gave him a huge fu. Um, I hope John Cena wasn't bad. but it looked awesome. Yes. Uh, and then he uh, he does the Jay White spot where he rolls away from from the corner so Ricochet couldn't do his top rope move. So Ricochet does a shooting star press to the middle of the ring. It was it was it. I, I it was what Lesnar tried to do. I've never seen that before. And then, obviously, this happened much earlier. But let's not forget about this when Velveteen Dream, Ricochet's going to suplex. And this, everybody listening, you're going to cringe if you haven't seen this because this is one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Ricochet is going to do the suplex into the ring spot to Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream counters. And he holds them up and said he does a stalling vertical suplex off the apron to the floor. Mm-hmm. I I went, okay, that's two matches in a row with disgusting bumps that were not needed. <laughs> you know, and after that, it kind of seemed like everything fell into place. It was, the match was great. If it would have, if if you do this match two years from now and and Patrick Clark grows the way he's growing, this could be four and three quarters with how good it, it went. And that's a testament in the long, long story, long answer here. That's a testament to the growth of what Patrick Clark has done, but also how good Ricochet is. It was, it was yes. great. It was great.
2: There you have it. I mean, to me, in my opinion, I would say this match is probably four Out of how many matches the TakeOver series has had this year, out of the three events, I would say this is probably the fourth best match they they had. I would put the tag match a little bit above it, but by not that much. I had a Uh, fun time watching this match. Um, Ricochet, of course, getting a huge pop from from the Chicago crowd. But let's not forget, Velveteen Dream coming out. In the red and yellow, the Hulk Hogan inspired, if you will, little wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, if the dream can forgive, why not? Um, it was just beautiful. The spots where they were, you know, trying to hit each other's, you know, uh, acrobatic flying maneuvers. Um, and then just biffing them or, or just getting need in their in their stomachs. It was just wonderful to watch. And like you said, where you thought it was going to end, it just extended. It was kind of like a New Japan match in that way where it starts hot and then it kind of slows. You're like, all right, it's going to you know, probably end here. Then just picks up, kicks it into 20th gear. And you're like, how the hell is this going to end? And A, I don't want this to end, so
3: fight forever. <laughs> it was... It was, oh, it was awesome. Um, this leads us to the middle of the show, and disappointment of the, the
2: weekend for me.
3: This was wow, the, the I, third I, match. I, I um, I'll say, I'll say this. I was, ex, I was expecting another six minutes, and then when mm-hmm. the match ended the way it did, I kind of went, oh, I was really enjoying this.
2: Yeah, that's why I was disappointed. Not due to the competitors. Baszler proves, again, why she is the NXT is. Women's Champion. Oh, Nikki strong. Cross, my God, hey, not every, you know, we've been championing her, for you know, since the beginning of this show, since WrestleCast. Um, just how she adapts to the crowd reaction now and her mannerisms just works so well. And just, you know, that, that no fear of Shayna Baszler, um, you know, played into that match just tremendously. And, and again, when she's just locked up, you know, kind of in the, uh, in the clutch there, you, like you said, it just ends. I, I, that's why I was just like,
0: what? But, you yeah. know, looking
2: back, I was like, damn, that's good. That's good. Storytelling that sets up something, you know, for later there. But for me, yeah, it just was kind of a, a little shorter than what I was expecting I don't know how far, uh, you know, Basler. Basler, you know, has you know what her longest match in NXT is or whatnot. If she's limited, but she's my God when she's unleashed into the main roster. Hell, even now she is one you want to watch. And Nikki Cross, I cannot wait till she meets up with Sanity again on SmackDown and to kind of go uh, with the Women's Revolution.
3: I um I still went three and a half on this match because I really liked everything up to it. If they would have won another five minutes, I probably would have cracked four stars. I would have had four of the five matches four stars or higher, um, because I thought this this card was was just was really good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, once again we're we're not excited for Takeover, and then it happens, and you're just like, well, damn, that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> uh, Those two matches, I, my God. And, you know, if they would have, if if she would have got out of the the clutch, they would have done a few more things, and then she got her back in it, and then they do that, the gimmick where she's smiling and laughing before she passes out because she enjoys mm-hmm. it, then I would have loved it. Because then it's yes. like, oh, man, she got out, but Baszler got her back in it and won. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like Hiromu with, with um, uh, Ishimori. There wasn't a way that he could get out of it. And he, once he got put back in, it was mm-hmm. done. You know, he's dead to rights. Uh, Shada Baszler's offense, by the way, this is going to come off egregious sounding to people, so I don't want people to take it as a true testament to what I'm actually saying. But in the context of the way that he has the demeanor with his aggression and his striking and how efficiently brutal his strikes are, she reminds me of of Katsuyori Shibata because all these strikes are so calculated – and these submissions are so wrapped on and, and they look so efficient. And her placement, like she's, she's picking people up and she's, she's talking smack to them while punting them in the chest and stuff. Like, I, I tell you what, you look at Rousey, you look, like, you look at Shayna Baszler, you look at Sonya Deville, maybe the WWE should stop poaching bodybuilders and start poaching MMA.
2: Yeah, I mean they already know kind of the the aspects of you know what goes on in the squared circle. So I mean they're 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 doing really well kind of with those picks. Um, yeah, I'd, what do they have like two bodybuilders to three MMA's? Uh, but yeah, yeah, MMA clearly. Dana Brooks a secretary now.
3: Huh. You know what I mean? Like you look at Dana Brook is, and then you look at at Sony Deville who came off of Tough Enough. And she's light years ahead of her because these, you know, and, and you could even take it to the Kurt Angle aspect, but look at Matt Riddle. Matt mm-hmm. Riddle might be the number one draw in the indie circuit. It's, it's because they naturally understand the movements. That's why they get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: They, somebody, somebody said this, and this is kind of a testament to how good Ronda Rousey sold for Nia Jax. They know it feels like so they can understand how to sell it's not like they're they've never done this before and they're just pretending things and i think that's a, i can't remember i would love to give the credit but i don't remember who i heard that from but that's such a good point you know Shayna basler knows what it's like to get punched in the face and how much it sucks so she can convey that easier and we're seeing with the way that the movements of, of the sport are Everything they're doing is good, but I will tell you this flat out. Look, Ronda Rousey may need a mouthpiece, but I'll tell you what, Shayna Baszler might be one of the might be one of my favorite just characters on the yes. on the in the company. Her,
2: I, who, I was about to he, say the the lead up video, uh, you know, kind of was I was just talking to. Her? I was like, wow, I want this match to start now. And then just heard the meter, you know, that that like she could be an undisputed era member um just gumming down
3: i was like damn she's got her dope, she's got that like overly douchey jacket and yeah. everything she says there's no she's not botching anything every like i believe every word that comes out of her mouth is a real thing and she's she's talking smack about this and that and she's laughing at this person and her
2: gimmick is like i'm going to hurt you that's all her yeah. gimmick is that's all she needs and she can back it up so i mean it's not very far-fetched
3: like she's she is going to be something special i truly believe that and and i know i know i was kind of on that island by, by myself with a lot of people because they hadn't had a chance to see her but i think people are coming around to her and it's a good thing because you know now that we're getting the exposure people are getting to see her it's it's she's just elevating herself and she's i'm going to tell you this she did something that ember moon didn't do she's elevating that title Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know um talk you know and and i i hate to say bad things about great workers because i love ember moon and i love this next guy but he's also in a situation where they're not elevating the title whatsoever um you know, be, Yeah, with, with all they're being booked But I gotta say this to co- real quick To continue the trend of disgusting uh, Bumps Nikki Cross jumping on uh, Shada Baszler's back Just ravaging at her, at her like a Like a crazy <laughs> Like 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 Spectre In like a Lord of the Rings movie So what does is, what is Shada Baszler do When she has her on, her on her back like a backpack She walks to the entrance ramp And just bumps <laughs> and just crushed his I was gro- I'm like what Who Who said alright who's taking the biggest Bump tonight and everyone raised their hand Cause I'm like I, You know they've done that before Where Vader's holding mankind And he jumps back onto the stage You know and oh he crushed yeah. him with his wife. Shayna Baszler just took a bump She Alright boom and just dropped And Nikki Cross Like all that hold and you could just see her blinking Like well That wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be And I'm going. All right, chalk it up. That's the third gross ass bump of the evening. (laughs) I mean, it just kept going. Um, And then it kind of halted a little bit. Uh, Did it? Alice Black defeated.
2: When they show Keith Lee, it halted.
3: Well, that was so cool. I wanted to text that to the to the group. I didn't text that to the group, did I? I don't think so.
2: No. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, that it was going to happen. But thank
3: uh, no, you I for not do
2: what so
3: it was. Yeah. Uh, Alexa bitch or whatever whatever somebody oh, else yeah. said. <laughs> I wish I saw the, the hold on, Kyle. Whoops. Um. Anyway, uh, Aleister Black I'm just kidding. Uh, Aleister Black beats Lars Sullivan. I will tell you this. I gave the match three stars. I didn't necessarily enjoy the match, but I think the selling of the leg that Aleister Black gave, I think this might have not, maybe not the best, obviously not the best match, but this might have been the best performance Aleister Black has had. Lars Sullivan did as, did as much as he could, and that's why I gave it three stars. They worked as hard as they could, but it just It, it just progressively didn't work. got better.
2: It got and better as the match went
3: on. To be fair, they found that, the rhythm shouldn't have been followed, or that match shouldn't have followed any of the three matches before it you know if you want to if you want to look at the way that that i mean i hate to say Your the championship, championship
2: should not be the come down match that's for sure yeah. i mean but this, it's hard to come down after those matches
3: two takeovers exactly. in a row two match have been have been the kill match two pay per views in a row why is that because the main event is a much better feud, hmm. and I'll tell you this: if you were gonna, you, I mean, do you really have anything you want to add to Sullivan and Black, other than the uh, botch? Botch. I forgot no, the botch. No, I mean, it was which botch
2: was that?
0: I, the, I remember, remember
3: the tweet. Uh, t- you know, shout out once again to voices of wrestling guys. I feel like they train their their talent to bump without getting hit every. Yeah, He throws the black mass He misses Lars Sullivan By about two feet And Lars Sullivan bumps anyway mm-hmm. And then he does it to him again To be used as a falsy, And then he does it again to him Oh
2: <laughs> I Yeah I do remember that uh, Now that you say that And that quote but I Yeah I mean it, this was definitely an NXT TV match I don't think Lars Sullivan Was, was quite ready yet um, you know, especially with that Chicago crowd. But you know, the the match did get better. This isn't something you will revisit. You know, a lot of the tag match or even the uh, the Dream Ricochet bout there. But it...
3: not, not to cut you off. Not to cut you off. But I get why they did it too. You're putting this this giant murdering monster to get your champion over and to make your champion look strong as a baby face. I understand why they did it. It just didn't work.
2: Correct. The chemistry was was just not there, you know, from the early onset of the match there. But you know, they they kind of you know finally found it, like you said, when they started you know working the leg there, Johnny. But um, yeah, it was just something where it it just you know it didn't you know go through. And you know, Aleister Black, like like you said, he adapted to kind of where that match was finally going. You know, he had the cell, you know, the black mass, you know, kind of you know hitting that as he's in pain. And then pins, you know, Lars Sullivan as the, you know, the blood all over his face, the crimson mask, as he lays on the mats, as he uh, realizes he just lost. But let's get <laughs> to why Tommaso Ciampa is the king of all kings.
3: You know, I- I'll tell you this, and you might you might disagree with me. I went four and a quarter, which isn't a bad rating, but some people might go, how did you not go higher? The only reason I didn't go higher is because, once again, WWE's got to do these Stupid stretcher things that kill the match. It kills it for me, man. It does. That match was hot. They mm-hmm. were going ham, and when he jumps off the freaking stage, or whatever, and it was like a production. Tr- they were like ten, twelve mm-hmm. feet in the air, and he hits him with. He uh, hits Gargano with his own move through a. T- and by the way, that table didn't break very, very. Or that table broke a little easy. I thought Gargano was dead. When, when he's doing that, he did this thing Kevin Owens did in, the, in Money in the Bank where he's he's kicking his leg oh, to kick yeah. the tape away like he's pissed off kind of anger. Like, I'm like, ooh, that really hurt, you know. And they built to this giant spot. And I'm glad that the finish was what it was because I was starting to go, well, you went through all that to not even use that part of the ring.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I knew there had to be – the callback to it, and that's what killed it for me. I'm going, you're doing the stretcher spot, it's not gonna last. That's gonna come in, Especially and it's gonna cost.
2: Ca- Why the hell are you doing a stretcher in a street thank you. fight? It's a street fight, for God's sake. I, and, I, I concur with, with that 120%.
3: The minute they did the stretcher spot and Gargano got the stretcher, I knew he was losing, and that took it out of the the match for me. I, well, Gargano's losing because of his, his hate and greed's going to cost him. If you take that away and he just gets him back in the ring and they do that finish, I'd probably go four and three quarters. I'd probably sniff a five-star but don't go the full five. But I like to – mm mm-hmm. That just, that, that, I mean, that was, and, and obviously finish, you know, Gargano's, he, he he brings Gargano back, he handcuffs Gargano behind, or Ciampa behind his back, Ciampa. and he's beaten on him, it was great. Now, for those of you we were talking about, earlier in the match, uh, Ciampa took bolt cutters and cut the ring apron off, and pulled the entire ring apron back, so all you saw was exposed boards a la Bully Ray and AJ Styles. Gargano finally gets back in the ring After beating on Ciampa Goes for Beautiful his like, his Springboard or slingshot Through the rope uh, Like like spear And Ciampa cuts him off And while his hands are handcuffed behind his back He hooks Gargano's head Pulls him in the ring And DDTs him on the open uh, Or the exposed oh, board. Awesome. Or did he pull him off the top what? rope
2: It was the middle rope there What was okay, crazy right. though what was crazy is uh, Ciampa was on the ground, like, and then all of a sudden he just gets up as Gargano's about to go through the rope and just hooks him. And I was like, how the <laughs> hell did he do that? And then just that wicked darts um, was, was just in, was crazy. And I was like, wow. Uh, what hooked it for me, why I like this match a lot was again, the, the, the crowd, like you said, it was just, it was on fire. Um, but, you know, kind of that that last stretch and, and of course, um, that DDT, but, but Gargano kind of having some heelish tendencies. You know, of course, who wouldn't be mad when your best friend now enemy takes your wedding ring off, throws it into the crowd, you know, just so many aspects personal, um, you know, kind of uh, attacks that they were doing to each other. And Gargano looking like, you know, he's going to cross over to that side, you know, onto the psycho killer, you know, type of uh, mindset there. So I liked how Gargano was kind of doing the mind games, or Ciampa was doing the mind games with Gargano there. Um, honestly, Tommaso Ciampa, I, I I don't know what they can do with him up, uh, up on the main roster, but this is a guy that doesn't need that exposure. And this is a guy that could stay on NXT for four or five years and just be that mainstay heel just to elevate everybody else because he doesn't need to elevate himself. He's just <laughs> the man all over. He doesn't that, even want the E one. to sell his merch, which is I love that.
3: The, the E tweets a, an idea for a chomp a, a shirt, and he just replies, no. No, you're not doing it. I don't. You're not selling my my stuff. No, it's so funny, and you know you're right too. Because I feel like if Champa goes to the main roster, he's just gonna get lost in the shuffle because they won't use him in the right way, and it sucks. But it's true. Gargano is the guy who I think has it. Gargano. This may sound egregious, Alex, but so so, you know, cut me off if I'm wrong. Gargano's the closest thing. To a white meat baby face that could that could elevate himself and win over the crowd, where the company has to do something with him since <laughs> Daniel Bryan before Mania Thirty.
2: So two two things for that. I know you've been saying that that probably since the uh, well, I would say since last year, of
3: course, but definitely
2: since the Almas match in January. Oh, um, I,
3: since DIY man when when they when they finally used them. True. True. I think I know where you're going um, with that
2: if 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 Daniel Bryan does indeed leave August 31st do we see Gargano make the main roster at the rumble and then progress to kind of build him as that next like you said that white meat baby face you know type of wrestler and b and b shh, crap what was my b oh i can swear but uh i forgot what my b was so Figure that as I try to think of What that next question
3: was <laughs> Well and here's the thing too Is Johnny Argano First and foremost is one of the Best wrestlers in the company I mean that's That's a fact I don't know how much DGUSA I've watched back In the day with, with Brian and Demetrius and, and whatnot, where we're Watching him you know he's working Yamato and guys like that and it's just tremendous I mean he is just such a great Worker but he Is the epitome of you feel sympathy for him. He conveys sympathy. And it's so hard for these WWE babyfaces to get that. That's the the problem I've said with the main roster, is nobody can get sympathy on that roster. Gargano's a guy who takes the way he's booked, and you feel for him. He makes you feel like he's in pain and struggling. But when that dude comes through the curtain, the roof blows off. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's I and I understand it's NXT and you know that's the way things are. But if you want to look at the you know, the other NXT guys, I'll tell you flat out, I think he's more over than, than Finn Balor was. Really? Mm-hmm. Co- take a takeover pop of Balor's. Obviously you have the you know th- th- you have the Demon entrance, which-
2: or or Balor.
3: <laughs> Demon um, gets the because of what it is, but oh, yeah. if you listen to the way when when Gargano comes out, that initial ha ah! noise you hear is ridiculous, and and the WWE knows it for the or the NXT Triple H, whoever, whoever doesn't matter, knows it because they're booking him in this feud with Champa over their championship, mm-hmm. and in NXT that's the one company that usually does it right with with their wrestling lineage you know what i mean he's main event the last
2: three shows of this year it's been gargano mm-hmm. in the main yeah and
3: he's lost two of these matches and it doesn't hurt him that's no. my point of how good he is as a baby face and a it great conveys the sympathy face. exactly a great baby can lose and come out better from the loss because that elevates it. It's it's exactly what I wanted from Jay White and Tanahashi.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're
3: gonna have Tanahashi win, do it in a way that you still get Jay White over. And it didn't happen. And that you know, and that's I use that extreme because of the people in it. Tanahashi, I thought of anybody would be able to do it. Gargano's in that situation where he's getting over in losses and elevating other people. He's as, as much as Tommaso Ciampa, yeah, he was he was dabbling in the uh, dabbling in the the ROH main event for a little bit before the end of his run, and he wasn't doing a lot otherwise indie wise. But that the tag thing with Johnny Gargano, I will say the cruiserweight classic match with Gargano got him over. Yes, and Gargano helps elevate talent. Look at. You know, i had been preaching to people about Andrade Siena Almas, and everyone's kind of, well, I see why he's a good wrestler, but eh everyone talks about how great Zelina Vega got him over, and I'm one of the biggest proprietors on that, too. I will not disagree with that. But you can't tell me that that match with Gargano, where Almas got to be himself, and Gargano got to benefit off of how good he was, but also helped convey how brutal he is. That match got Almas over as much as it did Gargano. And almost has been a different breed since then. Mm -hmm. Johnny Gargano is something special, and he deserves good. He's a guy that deserves to get pushed in this company. It's like we said with Cesaro. Cesaro deserves to get pushed. Johnny Gargano deserves a push.
2: Well, he is getting pushed. I mean, I would say Tommaso Ciampa, especially coming off the injury, now deserves to be pushed. Do you see him as (laughs) a next opponent for possibly the nxt champion alistair black
3: i think it would be kind of i think if you want to keep Ciampa and gargano in nxt for a while i think it would be cool if chompa beats alistair black and then that's how gargano wins his first title is he beats chompa that's how he gets his payoff back ah nice nice in chicago no i'm kidding <laughs> three, what if they
2: stretched that storyline for three straight years? That would be bonkers. But hey,
3: I mean, credit to that team. Injury circumstances definitely played a part in it. But I mean, they, they did stretch it a year, which in WWE going more than a month is mind blowing.
2: They they played off last year so well to, to make that the, the cloud over the whole night, you know, saying, This is when DIY, you know, got disbanded, when Ciampa turned his back and and the crowd. You know, at the end, where Champa in the handcuffs is kind of waving, you know, saying bye bye, and and the crowd is chanting. Here's my first one: "Fuck you, Ciampa. Uh it, <laughs> it was just a beautiful way to end that that show, and and from that crowd Make and Earth. that match, and so I mean, it it was just perfect. And I myself now am excited, you know, as you are for Gargano. I'm excited to see what they do now with Toma- Tomasa Champa.
3: Um. Real quick, before I move on to Money in the Bank here, I oh, got to do it a That was like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, we're already at the almost the two hour mark, and we still have Kazuna Road and Money in the Bank. <laughs> um, even though we weren't going to do this because this was just a relaxation. But, uh, Demtruth, how high do you rank Johnny Gargano in the company? He's shaking his head at me, he's been sitting here the whole time. He's not even gonna say anything. Damn, he just he just left me hanging.
2: Ask him, um, have him book Derek Fury, the Daredevil, against uh, Johnny Gargano. What
3: is this? Derek Fury's dead. He's I, I bought a no!
0: headphone.
3: So so short story. Demetrius didn't see anything, and and. He knows how much we include him because we want him to to be a part of it, but he hasn't watched it, so he didn't want you to know he was on the air, and he didn't want me to call on him for anything. And I bought a headphone splitter since he is still pissed off that we he didn't get to listen during uh, his work shift yesterday. So he's been sitting here the whole time just because he just hey, this guy is a, is you, a true fan. We, yes. we he is a true fan and. And usually it's I ah, will listen because we listen. No, this dude really likes to listen, and he, so that's how I know we got to be doing something right because he hates when I play podcasts. So. <laughs> so to answer the
0: question, finals top five yep. for sure. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you, you want to be a, a smart uh, fan, just like uh, Demetrius here, go uh, over to strongstylemedia.com. dot com. Check out the merchandise. Two awesome. The shirt selections for Russell cast radio here, only 20 bucks, $5 for shipping. So get one for, you know, the, the significant other, the parents, the cousins, any pro wrestling van in your family or anyone, you know, shrunk uh, 20 bucks, people order more. So then, you know, your shipping is, you know, kind of well worth it there.
3: Hey, Demetrius, Demetrius has already bought two. So he already bought the gray and the black.
2: So again, be like Super Van Demetrius.
1: Sometimes I'm me, the
2: Wait, did I say the
3: BME? Chris Daniels. If I could be like Daniels, where the BME? I was gonna do the <laughs> be like Mike Pro features, but when I accidentally said BME because I didn't remember the lyrics, I had to flip it to a SCU. By the way, Alex, have you been keeping up on Being the Elite?
2: I didn't watch the latest episode. No.
3: Um. Once again, so there was uh, a cameo. Uh yeah. So in the middle of it they're talking and uh they they get ready and all of a sudden the new day just shows up on their uh being the elite channel. Wow. And they're doing like a stare down. And here is the kicker at the end of it when, you know, after after Omega wins. He's they're like, Oh, that was awesome and Nick Jackson's like, You know, I feel like we're athletic and they're athletic and we can beat them in something else that involves three. You know, three on three. And Kenny Omega's like It'll, be half, it'll have to be on a neutral site. And they're like, yeah, it definitely has to be on a neutral site. We just have to figure out where we can do it and, and make it, make all agree on it and make it work. And um, Omega's like, you know, he, said, he says something that involves wrestling, and, and Nick Jackson's like, I'm talking about a game of basketball. And, and he's like, oh. And then Matt Jackson's like, or we could just wrestle him. And they, they all turn, and they go, <laughs> we could. And then the episode ends, and I'm like, oh, they just threw, like, is that a cliffhanger?
0: <laughs> but
3: uh, uh, SoCal and censored once again, they're, I can't remember what city they're in, but they're so, <laughs> Scorpio's guy doing the, this city sucks, and he's all mad about it, and he's like, I could take a piss off this city, and you know Frankie gazarian's like i shit better than this city. He's having like, to piss in their river right now, you know and they're doing that whole thing. This was SoCal, they wouldn't be doing it. You uh, know those dudes are so good. God, they're good. Um, other <laughs> other last plug aside from the t-shirts. Um articles are starting to come in strongstylemedia.com. Myself and Kyle are putting some pieces together. Kyle's given some uh album reviews, but I have two big big pieces. One of them might be six seven page read so i apologize for the length. but i'm trying to put together a how dominion changed pro wrestling for the next five years and i'm not just talking about new japan but i'm talking about just the landscape of everything so when i get that out hopefully you guys are you taking
2: my my gimmick are you going to interview me on my thoughts on how that pay-per-view was going to change the landscape
3: yeah. Yeah, definitely. We, we I, I want to incorporate some of that, but I also want to incorporate uh, the way that the way that the matches were booked on how mm-hmm. that's going to change the booking for the next two years of new Japan, how Ooh. I truly believe that by Okada losing to Omega, we're now moving from the Tanahashi Okada to the Omega Naito era, era for the next three years. And Okada's not going to be the title picture. Whew. Um. Yeah, I was kind I, of I weird
2: Okada on, like, the fifth match. You're like, what?
3: It, it blew my mind when he came out to Godot's music and Jay White's music and didn't have a title. I was yeah. like, what the hell is this?
0: This is weird.
3: Um, but I'm also putting together, Alex, a, a top 100 tag teams of the modern era. So basically, I'm considering the modern era. 1985, WrestleMania won until today. 100? So, I got 100 tag teams on there And I don't know If I'm going to release it in 10 different parts Like 100 to 91 or whatever And like yeah. 90 to 80 So I don't know if I'm going to do it that way Or I might do it in big, big blocks, I don't know But I'm almost finished Ranking the teams, that's the hardest thing I've ever done
2: So are you doing like Arn and Tully, or are you doing Like separate horsemen, or is it just Going to be like one per group
3: <laughs> Yep, I I I have them classified as the brainbusters just because that was their tag name when they were a tag team. They weren't, you know, mm-hmm. you can call them the horse. But yeah, I mean, I got, I I was actually tempted to, uh, to to ask you if you had any teams that I may have missed. But boy, oh boy, that was hard. One hundred? How the hell?
2: Granted, yeah, it's only thirty three years, but a hundred tag? Wow, Strongstylemedia.com, dot com. Check it out.
3: Everything, everything on this list, guys, is going to be a relevantly good tag team. That's why it's so hard. I don't have, you know, uh, bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater, who are WCW tag champs. I don't have the prime time. I don't have a crime time. I don't have, you know, the young stallions. I don't. I don't have every tag team you can think of. I just think this is. I have legit teams that all have title runs and I mean it's it's a legit list I mean it's it was one of the hardest things I've ever put together you know I I don't have Cesaro and Tyson Kidd on there and that was a really good tag team so that's that's what I'm saying like this is a legit 100 teams throughout you know I'm talking all Japan, New Japan, wrestling Noah, Ring of Honor, Impact WWE I, I even got an NXT team on there I mean WCW what's, crazy is,
0: but,
2: what's crazy is you're going to have the Dudleys probably outside of the 20. Demolition will definitely be in the top 10. I wonder where Road Warriors will land. But my uh, most think, intriguing is where the Usos are going to place between one or two. That's I, my I, biggest I, intrigue.
3: I have the Dudleys in the... I have it broken down to, so there's five teams that were my legitimate bottom five. And then there's about 30 teams in the next bracket and then 30 teams in the next bracket. And I think I have 19. So I went through and gave a one to all like the elite teams that I thought over the years did enough significant between longevity, matches on tape that you're able to see of them for proof of how good they were, elevating talent, wins, title reigns, things like that. And I had 19 teams in that list, and the Ws are in that list, so they definitely are in your top 20.
2: Should be in your top five. <laughs> you know, but some of these teams Reed, I what have... over, I mean, Demarage and Christian, like, who's the better team? They obviously hold it, you know, on, on all of your checklists, you know, kind of right there, you know. And then, oh, yeah, the Hardys, the trifecta of, you know, late 90s, 2000s, you know, tag wrestling. And then you got the Heart Foundation. I, I can't wait. Trunkstylemedia.com. dot <laughs> com.
3: Yeah, if I I can't tell you. You just got to wait till I I, I publish it.
2: <laughs> so that's, that's. Do I get a sneak peek at
3: least? Man, I'm I'm already tensing up. I will. I'll tell you what. If you want, before I do the write ups for all the teams, because I got to do a write up to make the article work. I will send you the one through one hundred ranking. How about that?
2: Ooh. God, this is going to be a fun read. I can't
3: yeah. wait. It's it, it's it's fun. It's fun. I I can't wait. I can't wait to get cracking on this stuff. But um, money in the bank. It had it had your lows that these normally do. But I'll tell you what. Um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. That we had nine matches. I only had three matches, uh, two and a half or less.
2: Wow, and that was yeah. one of the first it's, three.
3: Put them <laughs>
0: Um, well, meaning, of
3: the meaning,
2: people, meaning the pre-show Meaning the pre-show
3: Now the I did see map. the pre-show um, I was too mad It was on the pre-show Did you watch the club Bludgeons? No I, I was mad Because uh, just
2: like that And also I knew The outcome
3: So <laughs> I, I was
2: mad at that already So I was like nope What's the difference between the jobbers Becoming bludgeoners Yeah, except outfits.
3: So going through this opening match, Dana Bryan defeats Big Cass with the heel hook. Alex, I went three and a half on this match.
2: Again, man, the 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 first three four minutes, I was like, oh boy, where is this going? And then it just picked up. um, You know, Dana Bryan was was giving his damnness in this match to make Cass look good, and and in some spots, Cass look awkward as hell. Um, but you know, uh, they finally got, got a rhythm, you know, kind of in the la- uh, final five, six minutes of the match there. This was better than their first match, which again, I, I would, would have given it a three this match. Yeah. I agree. Three and a half, you know, th- this was better than I expected, but it was great to see the yes chance kind of at the end as, as Brian won.
3: Yeah, it was, it was a fun match. It was better than I expected. Dana, Bryan worked really hard and I, and I, you could tell big Cass was trying the faraway away the slam one,
2: that he did off the rope, the second rope was awesome. Yeah. That
3: and that's the it's one kind of with with the, uh, with the release was, that was the best match I've ever seen Big Cass have. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, damn,
3: so that's his ass off. And for working Let's his ass off, me. he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> remember <laughs> like, that,
2: Demetrius. Remember
3: that. <laughs> uh, second match. Uh, Worst match on the show for me... Worst match of the decade. It wasn't even a match.
2: This was disgusting.
3: I went two stars on it because I thought, like, I loved the intensity. The fact that they were willing to actually do that kind of a match. Super. Yeah, like, it it was... It it had a couple minutes of, of, you know, back and forth, and then it just turned into a squash, which... Uh, from a booking standpoint it's, it's going to just It's pissing, exactly And that's that's why I give them that much credit Is they knew people were going to be pissed At the way that match was But in their efforts to continue to try to get Lashley over They did it, and they did it well And I appreciate the fact that they had the balls To try it They with did it well being, Now with that being said He does three of those stalling Vertical suplexes And then when he pinned them I kind of went, oh, it's over. I thought it was going to be more than that. So that's we two stars. It yeah. Felt... Demetrius said part of the reason that he heard they did that is because Zane came into it with a busted knee and shoulder. And it was get him in and get him out so he could go get his time off.
2: I think he so was he just was... embarrassed of what the hell happened to just what he's had to do over the last month. On TV, there. Good God, I'd rather have him fight Kevin Owens for the gajillion time yeah. than to see this monstrosity of weeks on TV. I, I, Sammy just looked so just out of it when he entered the ring. I was like, oh, this is gonna be that match. You could see it on his face of here we go. This just this was longer than seven minutes. Hell, this first like first two matches just seemed like a freaking eternity, and there were some of the shortest of the
3: night. Yeah, so I I don't know, we'll see if that was the case of Them getting hurt
0: Mm -hmm. And hey,
3: you know, a testament to us complaining Listen to the opening with my terrible audio Because I had to switch microphones But that was me bitching about this angle (laughs) So hopefully it's over And I saw pictures of him and Roman in the ring So it sounds like that's the next step
0: Oh, Oh, oh
2: So it's again Another Cena, Lashley um, Great American Bash gimmick or whatever that one-off pay-per-view match they did.
3: I'm assuming Roman gets Lesnar. Roman Lashley for the title shot. I'm assuming at SummerSlam is where they're yeah. going with this. I hope Braun cashes it on him.
2: <laughs> I hope he does. But yes, we all do. <laughs>
3: um, written uh, unless you're Doug Williams, then you're tight as hell. Um. Okay. Next up, Seth Rollins defeats Elias I went three and a half again on this I thought this was the best match Elias has ever had
2: I was about to say and, I gave it four stars because of Elias' Tremendous uh, I, I would guess I would say pulling uh, some tricks Out of his bag here Yeah, he came to play in this match He was going toe-to-toe With Seth Rollins And I thought it was great
3: Um. You know, and, and It's another one of those you can chalk it up and, you know, his – I don't want to say wrestler of the year because he's, you know, as good as Rollins Ben, he's not the wrestler of the year. But this is this is another match that puts him on the ballot or gets him near the ballot. You know, if, if you're doing a top ten wrestler of the year, he's on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to say wrestler of the year because not to put over New Japan, but let's not forget about oh, – Okada, got Omega, like seven. and yeah. Omo, <laughs> those four guys. I would put Slide on that list right now, and I would
2: put Zach uh, Saber before his Slide on that list.
3: Yep, yeah, Zach Saber's been having a great year. You know, he's obviously trailing, with Suzuki at one point, and yep. you could, you know, you can definitely,
0: uh, um,
3: you could definitely put Johnny Gargano on that list too. So I mean, Rollins Agreed. isn't. Number Styles, one, but I sure. think he's, he's putting together with, with what they're giving on, on Mondays enough to at least get on the ballot, I think. And and I, I give him kind of...
2: Resurgence mm-hmm. of character and, and style after this Intercontinental win, I think, has been huge. Um, I, I, I'm i enjoying watching his matches again, even though they, they're the exact same matches, but again, just his demeanor um, and, and the character... Has, has been a nice turnaround. Again, he seems motivated again to, you know, be in the ring. So, it, it was a great match. Elias, you know, my God, just the, the dives. He was kind of, you know, kind of getting in. Um, I, I thought for a second he was going to pick up the strap there, but I, I thought this was a fun match. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting where they go. I liked how they played the uh, the, the knee angle, you know, kind of towards the end there. Um, Which, you know, again, as a uh, a wrestling fan, I was like, "Wait, are they really going to give Elias the title?" But um, of course, uh, Seth doing heelish tendencies, pulling those yeah. uh, those pants a little bit more um, to kind of get gain that victory with the roll up. I thought was a, a good end for that match, which it doesn't hurt Elias in that uh, aspect either.
3: And and that that was a good way too to give an opportunity to to kind of um, build build to a future. Uh, gimmick between them uh, Moving on Let's to the about next gimmicks. match <laughs> The women's Money in the Bank match Apparently Sasha Banks Said well if anything goes wrong I'm just going to channel NXT Because first and foremost Let me just say this um, Four and a quarter I went on this match This might have been one of the best Money in the Bank matches I've seen since they started the Money in the Bank matches and I know it doesn't have the crazy Shelton bumps and the Jeff Hardy bumps, but I oh, dare God. you to give me a damn group of people who busted their ass harder than these eight women did. You, you, you cannot tell me a group of wrestlers busted that the way that they did. They, they did everything. And, you know, here's something that, that has been a little criticism I've heard online that pisses me off is, is people said, yeah, it was so good because the whole thing was choreographed. Great. Who gives a damn? Me and Demetrius oh, have choreographed God. half of our whole matches because we know how good it can be when you do something like that because you do that for special moments. Yeah. I'm glad they choreographed it because it was great. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of using that as a negative, take it as a, pro- a positive that they came up with that match. It was tremendous. We got the 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 only thing that hurt this match was Bliss was late to stop Becky. At the, at the end. That's the only thing that hurt the match for me. I would have went four and a half otherwise. And I don't want to penalize any part of this match but Becky left, was left out, you know, hanging to dry there for a minute because she had the thing unclipped and was just sitting there mm-hmm. going, well we're, and not only did Bliss not climb up to stop her, she instead walked around the entire thing to grab the which was cool but it's like man you left her head out to dry right there now to be fair put her ass kicked for 20 minutes i mean that woman got destroyed but the mvp of all this and this is this is one of the reasons alex that that i i'm using to defend my charlotte is better or sasha's better than charlotte is ember moon went for a drop toe hold on the open ladder and the ladder closed <laughs> so what did Sasha do? She didn't do a large Sullivan Alice Blackness. Go with it. She stopped herself, looked at Ember Moon, and said, stand up. And called on the fly. She forearmed her, said, hit me back into a high cross body. What does Ember Moon do? She does a springboard high cross body. To Sasha bumps on the ladder from the high cross body, which was one of the grossest ladder bumps I've ever seen yes. in my life. It, it, I, I watched her spine when this happened, and you could hear the agony. For, I i was like, that is my girl. That bump was, and and once again, that is a testament to why I feel Sasha is the, even probably the best foot on this roster is because she called it on the fly like that, and you saw it. I guarantee you, if Charlotte took that drop to hold, she would have just fell through it and it would have looked stupid. I guarantee you that. <laughs> now, she obviously me guaranteeing, Yeah, and me guaranteeing it, obviously, I I don't know that, and I'm just saying it, but Sasha said, nope, that didn't work, let's fix it, just kill me. And she took that bump. And I went, my God, Sasha Banks, this is why they didn't want to put a bump on you, because you injured yourself. (laughs) But the the bumps she took, the bumps uh, Alexa Bliss took, the way that they worked it, and as much as as much as there was a little downtime, I loved the standoffs they had. The the Becky Charlotte standoff. I loved Lana of all people, who was ter- you know she's she's not good. She tries, and you cannot discredit that you see how hard she tries, but she's not good. But when they finally gave her the "I've had enough," and she bumps some, I can't remember who she bumps, and then she hits that move, and the crowd started chanting Lana Day, and she climbed that ladder. I went, "Oh my god," the crowd is giving her the props she deserves for working her ass off at least. Supposedly, she went she went and was having Daniel Bryan teach her things to do in this match because she she wanted to be a factor and actually help make this match great. So. Kudos to her for going and seeking out help to try to get better. You can't, you cannot fault somebody for trying to get better. If they go in there and just lassadysical, half it like Randy Orton does half the time, that pisses me off because you're good enough not to. Lana's not good enough to do it, but at least she's trying to improve. You know, that was the one credit I I, I always said about Eva Marie. As bad as she was, she went and had Brian Kendrick when he wasn't at the company try to train her. She deserves credit for going out of her way to try to get better. That's somebody who's actually trying to do good at their job. So kudos to her for that. And once again, they they accentuated the positives, and they had her do a couple of things, but they got her out of out of that for most of the match. Alexa Bliss won, which kind of went with what I said to you on our preview, Alex, where Bliss is so perfectly suited to win it because her character is such a bitch with that briefcase, I bet. Which it kind of was... Well, we talk about it later, but, <laughs> um, you know, now that I'm done rambling thoughts on the match, man, it was, this was such a good match. I, 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 I I'm, I'm, I'm sure telling you right energy, now.
2: I, I share your damn energy because <laughs> I, I just like you, I caught that and, and that Sasha Ember moonspot happened literally right away in the match. Um, she was definitely channeling her uh, her inner Latino heat, Eddie Guerrero, on on this night. Uh, she she was the bump machine, the crash test dummy, but she didn't care. I mean, there were still spots, you know, towards the end where you are like, yes, Sasha's going to to win and pick it up.
3: You know, I just and, watched and, and... that three times. <laughs> oh my god,
2: that is it. And Ember Moon as as crazy reckless as she seems, she wasn't. I mean, in, 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 all, in anything that I've seen, minus maybe that spot there, like you said, you know, it was possibly called and they just kind of didn't gravitate uh, the, the, the logistics of, uh, of gravity, um, including with a uh, metal slash wooden ladder there. But um, <laughs> I'm going to use my second swear word of the night. As I stated in my text referring to, of course, um, what you kind of alluded to, uh, my reaction after watching um watching the ladder match, I was like, She just reclaimed her position and couldn't be happier. Wow. The woman stole the whole fucking show tonight and good for them. And it yeah. started with this ladder match. The competitors, oh. Natalia brought it for a three to four minute exchange. We're like, Oh yeah, Natty's supposed to win this to thus turn against Rousey when she obviously wins the title later this night oh no 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 thank you <laughs> creative for uh, not going with the obvious but everyone looks strong hell seeing the hearts flare uh you know kind of uh rivalry you know with Charlotte and Natty in that uh, you know a, a couple of times in that match was great uh yeah to be honest Charlotte Charlotte but she was kind of the weaker link Out of these guys, Naomi I thought looked tremendous. Great showcase I would say for Naomi to kinda get her back into the picture. But Becky Lynch, my God, I I thought she had it a few times. Like you said, a few Hernandez X division trying to get that uh, that belt off of that cage or whatever the hell that contraption was in TNA many moons ago.
0: Uh, it just
2: seemed like it took forever. Or homicide, yes, yes. Um but around. uh no i I thought this was great, but it was all about little miss bliss um as you stated uh she would be fun to have that that you know that briefcase that title shot to carry along for a long long time, but uh it was definitely <laughs> nice to see her. To or get the win there and kind of surprise Becky Lynch there. So I was, thought this was a hell of a match, tremendous by everyone, including the announcers, putting every competitor over in that Money in the Bank.
3: Ah, so good. They worked so hard, and you know, they you did. look at what the first Money in the Bank, the second Money in the Bank, the bank, and you're like, all right, you know, those were cool. They were what they were. This was a car crash, man. This was a freaking car crash. But it worked. Like, there wasn't
2: botch. Nothing seemed rushed. No one was tripping, you know, a la, you know, the men's uh, money in the bank. Everyone was just on point this night. And Sasha taking the brunt of everything.
3: Oh, my God. That (laughs) bump on the left. And you know what it was? was Obviously, you know, the way that they called it to just have her do a random springboard body splash. Mm-hmm. You're not ready for it. She doesn't have the full range to get the momentum. So when Sasha takes the bump, she doesn't flat bat bump on the ladder. She just bumps on the side rung of it. So half mm-hmm. of her body is hitting the ladder and half's hitting the canvas. It was just it was like somebody somebody posted a, a picture of that on Twitter and was like, "This is how you get spinal abifida." Like it was disgusting. Like I was like, God, she's my scoliosis. Like it was. Oh, that was one of the most that that was was I think one of the most painful bumps I've ever seen on a ladder. And, and there was one during the Men's Money in the Bank match with more of the sloppiness that you were, that you mentioned. That was equally as gross, but I think because this was calculated, this was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Like, this was Joey Mercury getting hit with that ladder at Armageddon by the Hardy's, gross, where he's bleeding all over. Because of what the bump she took, like, she voluntarily was like, ah, that didn't work, I'm going to call this, i kill me. I was like, Demetrius, yeah, just kill me. Okay, I'm going to kill you. And oh, yeah. it was almost as gross as uh,
2: the crowd reaction in the next match, right?
3: So that was downright have, ugly. Alex, um, I I went two and a quarter on Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal. The only reason wow. I went that high is I, thought, I I I cannot discredit how hard they actually tried to work. Wow. I, will, I was gonna say
2: yeah, I thought they put on a a pretty well calculated basic match, but Jinder Mahal, what two months in a row now? <laughs> Looking like Here, he finally belongs in the ring
3: Here's here's what hurts me with, these, with the match Is when you're watching it live on TV And you're grading it The crowd took me out of the match And I think that is kind of BS For the crowd to do I agree, uh, not, I was pissed I, But it also, to be fair They paid their ticket You know It
2: is what it is I get, and I get that John Cena, you know uh, again, he gets booed all and it's with Roman reigns literally, they showed the graphic even before they showed the graphic booze, and I get it and I and I'm with you, but I mean, just again, the match that they put on, again, it wasn't a masterpiece, you know, it, but it was something where Mahal you could see improvements. You could see Roman Reigns definitely is not ready for prime time. It was irritating him, you know, the wave and the CM Punk chants, you know, and whatnot. But for me, you know, I, I thought Jinder Mahal was the MVP of this match. Uh, one of, one of the, the better, you know, perform. Now, actually, that's a stretch. But, you know, for me in this match, this was all about Jinder Mahal. I thought he played it off really well. He looked good at performing, you know, his limited move set there. Uh, I thought the ending was shit Um, But uh, you know It it is what it is but the crowd just You know It it just oh that was my third I'm done Um, But you know But that was a good one I, I, I just thought it was great but the cast Just or the crowd Just really really pissed me off Vince if I think he's doing this for a reason For what's going to hopefully happen At SummerSlam with the cash in
3: Um I will say this though too, like, you know, Jinder Mahal put on a chin lock. I went to the bathroom. I went and got a I, I made a, a gin and gin and water from that the, the gin that I bought in case you're over. And then I came back and then I set it back down and made a waffle for Sydney and came back out. And when I sat back down he still had him in the headlock and I went, Okay Arm bar. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. You know, and and a testament to gender, this Roman had the same match with Samoa Joe, and it sucked. So this mm-hmm. is more and more proof to me that maybe it's not gender, and you know it, maybe it was Roman. Listen to this list from this is uh, this is on off of Reddit from the live people that were live there with what they chanted. Somebody wrote down everything that they were chanting. These were the ones that they could make out that they heard. We heard RVD, EC3. Yep. Boring, We Don't Care, Rusev Day, CM Punk, Beach Ball, You Both Suck. When the security guard broke the Beach Ball, an asshole chant came out. Um, they did the wave. Then at end the match chant started. They went to a delete. They began chanting UFC, NXT. Then there was a Johnny Wrestling Psycho Killer chant that broke out. Yep. A Velveteen chant. A Ricochet. Shoot. A Let's Go Cena, <laughs> Cena Sucks chant. That's the one that blows you away. The crowd started chanting, Let's Go Cena, Cena Sucks. That's hilarious. Wow. Um, A Y2J chant. You both, then, then they started getting mad. You both suck. This match sucks let's go Blackhawks, let's go Bears, this is awful, we want Ambrose, take it home, I've never heard a take it home chant, and then as Roman hits the spear, a the elite, the, the elite chant broke out to end the match. (laughs) No, did it really? Yeah, if you listen, they started chanting for the, they started doing the song, the the elite, the, the elite, Wow. That crowd gave no Fs. Honestly, I so mean,
2: f- like, does he just need to go away?
0: For yeah.
2: For
3: a while? Or, I they mean, I'm, can... I'm
2: tired of that whole BS. Like, any reaction's a good reaction. He's not getting, like, Cena's different. Like, with Roman Reigns, like, it's just a hijacked on purpose. And like it, it just doesn't suit that reaction scenario any in any way possible. I mean, I'm not saying turn him heel or do this and that. They just need to do something entirely different. Like just take him off TV. Like we said when he was gone after he got hit with his second, you know, uh, PED gimmick last year, Raw was enjoyable because you're like, you know, there was it wasn't no like where's Roman. It was like. Oh wow, character development for five other wrestlers tonight. Let's see what they do next week. You know, with Roman Reigns, it's just the emphasis is on him even when he's middle of the card. And and it's just they need to just do a a wife a race or something.
3: You know, you know what it is is the fear of everything he does. Everyone assumes is going to be a victory that's going to propel him into a title. Mhm. Like every, that's that's literally what it is. Like, you know, and I said last week, have him have him befriend Daniel Bryan and then turn on Daniel Bryan. Maybe that's the, you know, do it do it against the guy that they're super over for cause then they really. But it's it's you're Can right. Can he this do that in
1: two
2: months?
3: I don't <laughs> care. I I really don't care.
2: I, I well, I'm saying it only has two months <laughs> for that angle, so you better jump on that. <laughs>
3: And I Oh, please God, Daniel Bryan, don't resign. Supposedly the reason they're not putting him in big angles is because he hasn't signed yet. So I don't know if that's the company just being cautious and Daniel Bryan's yeah. or Daniel Bryan's doing fact it. I hope that he's like, You're not gonna push me they're like well, you haven't signed yet. And he's like, Well, he did it for CM Punk. Oh, well, but that's different. I want I want this to be like Greg Popovich and Kawhi Leonard. I want this to be as ugly as possible so he leaves and goes where I want him to. I don't wish anyone to to, to lose their job. But I don't wish for him to stay with that job. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. You know? He can come back in two years, for all I care. But it's, you, you know, and, and your Cena point is so true. Cena, they booed. But Roman's getting, like, go away heat. You know? Yeah. Thirteen thousand people there, there's five thousand less for a money in the bank pay-per-view. That's one of the biggest drawing pay-per-views. That is I don't know how much more proof that, that is in the pudding that your product is going down the shitter. That's my fourth. I apologize. But it's true. No, that was my third. That is my third. Um, but it, it's it's when you can't sell a money in the bank out in Chicago, that tells me something. That tells me something. Roman Reigns is getting go away heat. He's not getting Cena heat. It's we don't want you here.
2: Oh, Oh. there we go. <laughs> on my end, I heard like crazy static. Like
3: oh, it was the
2: E. It was the E signaling. <laughs>
3: yeah. They don't like me saying the word go away heat for Roman. But uh, <laughs> we'll move on here because we're already we only got forty minutes until we know the blog talk's gonna kick us. So we <laughs> we got a rock here. Um, Carmella defeated Oscar with the return of James Ellsworth in an Oscar mask. Um, you know, I didn't want to say this before, but I actually went three stars in this match, Alex. I enjoyed it.
2: i I, I concur, man. I, I thought Carmella held her own. she's she's playing a character. again, it's you're she's wrestling she's the champion because of her character. So that's the emphasis of her ring work, and I think she's doing a phenomenal job. With that character, with the Mela is money, as obvious as it was for Ellsworth, I liked how he didn't take the mask off right away. Kind of held it in suspense where I was like, oh, is it going to be Io Shirai? That would be dope. Whoa, um, oh, but, you would have uh, made my head blow cool up. <laughs> I was like, are they going to swerve everyone just say, hey, you remember we just signed this person? And then that would have been crazy.
3: Speaking of that, not to not to jump subjects, but I'm glad you mentioned Io Shirai because how much I said I think she's going to be the you know debut in the May Young Classic. Uh, the leader yeah. of Team Sendai Girls, the Chikara Pro uh, Miko Satamura is. Yeah. Whoa. Hell, yes. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Alex, jacking Team Sendai girls for me in our draft. But yeah, I just I just thought about that and I wanted to mention that earlier. How jacked I am, especially with our women's resurgent, watching all this Tokyo mm-hmm. Joshi Pro and Sendai and stuff. That Sendai girls own Miko Satomura might be in the the May Young. So anyway, keep going. I'm sorry, James Ellsworth. No, and
2: I, I again, I, I <laughs> no the, the the Ellsworth thing was was fun. Um, you know as. I want to get your opinion on Ellsworth. He backed out of that booking that he had months prior. The e-calls, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we're supposed to bring you in for the greatest Royal Rumble, but, you know, why don't you break this event and come to Chicago? I mean, do you think, A, that's a good move on Ellsworth's part, or B, when he gets canned again, no one on the circuit will hire him? I know that's you not a really question, but this is like, how does new- this affect him?
3: I think this is one of those new promotions in China. Not the one that Shima started since he left Dragon Gate. Um, which by the way, I don't know if people know that, but Shima left Dragon Gate. He's starting that that um pro- promotion in China that I
2: was just that thinking that I was like,
3: "What?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that nice. promotion I sent you guys with those monk-looking dudes, that's the thing yep. he started up over there. But um I wouldn't be surprised to if if they pull from and WWE compensated that company for ticket sales they might lose. Like, hey, we're, we're, we, you know, he's put out for our booking. We apologize. Oh, excuse me. But, you know, here's $5,000 to maybe compensate tickets you might lose, which is probably more than they would have made at an indie show anyway. Hmm. You know, and, and they might have just said to hell with it. You know, and it doesn't matter, but. Um, hey, Carmela can kick—that's for sure. <laughs> um, the next two matches, my ratings are going to cause a little controversy, I think.
2: Whoa! Uh, Best match. AJ Styles
3: life. defeat Shinsuke Nakamura. This match has been getting so-so reviews because of how much the ref was counting, and you know the last man standing aspect where people are kind of ah about it, and you know some of the stuff, and the feud's been a little little lack um what did what did you give this match what did you think alex
2: i would say this was uh their their best out of the five i think they've had over the last three months uh granted their their last one what was it it was so long ago backlash whatever you know uh, the double nut shot the road match if you will um you know that that was the best as of that but nakamura just dominating 90 I would say 80 percent of this match I thought was great that that heelness, that swagger um, you know we we keep alluding to this this form of Nakamura has been fun and as this feud has progressed it's it's just been getting better and better his timing with AJ I thought was great along with this um, but when AJ kind of kicked it into high gear um, you know, kind of in the offsets with using that last man standing um, you know, voucher with, you know, kind of doing the, the styles clash off of the uh, the steel steps, even though it's like only a two foot drop. Um but that that what third phenomenal forum to to kinda end the match was just done with such velocity. I thought I was like, Oh yeah, you would get knocked out, you know, from that there. <laughs> but Nakamura even, you know, doing the the running off of all three uh, announced tables to, to, to deliver the Kinsasha, I thought was a great spot. But I would say what why I thoroughly enjoyed this match was um, they've, they it looked like they finally clicked, but the demeanor of Nakamura and, and the, the, I would say the majority of offense that he displayed out of this, I thought was very notable. I don't know where they go with him next. Rumors is he slides into Jeff Hardy. Uh, the U.S. Bump, title, bump. which I guess I'm not mad at. But again, Nakamura, I'm sorry. If you lose to a feeble, beaten down Jeff Hardy, then creative, uh, they definitely have nothing for you. <laughs> How um, do you
3: rate the match at all?
2: I, I, I would give it about a, a four star.
3: A lot of people have been going about three and a half has been the the consensus on it. Um, I'll say this, Alex. Um, as opposed to their, their matches and uh, you know, WWE through six months. Alex, I went five freaking stars on this match. Wow. I thought this was the best match WWE in the entire year of 2018. Really? I loved every waking minute of this match. Some people were mad with the length. I was praising that they went 31 minutes or whatever. I mm-hmm. loved it. And this is the Nakamura I've been clamoring for. Yes. This was one of the best heel performances I've seen anybody do in years. The fact of how he's still an asshole where he's dead from taking a Styles clash off the steps of the floor to lean against the table to still scream, come on, 29 minutes yep. into the match to get punched in his through his throat. Um, the way that Styles was so beaten and destroyed he, he pulled the what Silas Young did The only way he could make it to his feet for the 10 Was to roll off the table so his feet are touching I thought this match was everything I could have asked for um, I, Obviously when I say WWE I'm not talking NXT with the Gargano Almas match But this match on WWE proper Is my favorite match of the entire year I think this is about my 7th or 8th favorite match as well on the entire year. I know not a lot of people were, were nobody was as high. Um, you were higher than most even as it was with 4.
2: I was going to say 4 and 3 quarters, but I was like, he's going to laugh at me. <laughs> but honestly, no, I, would give I, it, would... I would give it like a, I, I had a fun time with this match. Like you said, the length, I, I could have win 20 more minutes with this match. Like just the story and and just them beating the shit out of each other was was wonderful. I mean Nakamura was it was a a um a delight um to to kind of see this this character finally burst out of him.
3: I I loved it. I loved that. and that's part of the reason I wanted you to go first too. Is I was like, well, we'll 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 get your take before I feed my you know proprietary craziness that I could have. Um, also, dude, one of the best
2: I, spots is when he's about to hit the clash, and then he slides out of the way as Nakamura is about to dick punch him. Uh, again, a, one of my favorite spots of that match where you're like, "Oh, AJ!" You know, they didn't do the cup, which everybody and their baby mama, you know, predicted, you know, including us, you know, on on this show. But uh, and I'm happy they didn't go that route. But yeah, I'm I'm happy. You enjoyed this match as much as I did, because when oh, I watched well, it you know, after it, I was like, I, I, "I was like, I don't think Ryan's gonna like this as much as I did." So I'm yeah, very and, very and happy.
3: A, it's not a lot of you know? People thought it was good. People thought it was the best of three. But everybody always says the Russell Kingdom match was better. Fine, I agree. The, the Russell Kingdom match was better, but I tell you what, this was their
0: and,
2: answer and, to that. This was, this was their answer they, to a New Japan match.
3: There, this was the epitome of. Now if you take everything we've seen so far and you take all the NXT matches and then this one, this is the epitome of everybody going, Welp, Dominion was tight. What do we do now? Because mm-hmm. everybody up to you know to this point worked so hard. This was the best weekend WWE's put out in two years, I think. Could be less, could be more, but if I'm just spitballing, this was the best Weekend that they've produced together And you know Maybe since the, the, the 17 Rumble With the style Cena And the Roman Owens match
2: Okay I was about to say What about that
3: Rumble <laughs> I, But the Rumble finish was pretty lackluster But um, that's beside the point But I just you know, and, and my God, when Nakamura ran across those three tables and did the kin Sasha, that was as gross as Sasha Banks' bump on the mm-hmm. ladder when he hit his tailbone off the table and just flew off of it. Split, was, yeah, he was like, whoop. Painful things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I loved it. That was half of my controversy. The other one, uh, Ronda Rousey defeats Nia Jax via DQ. Uh, I went two and a half stars out.
2: Controversial Ryan Bischoff Let me
3: say (laughs) As long as I'm not Garrett Bischoff Because he sucks Oh man So let me first and foremost say this Ronda Rousey did a great job selling You don't teach that I've already kind of put that over I love the fact that Nia Jax Didn't hold back and beat the hell out of her For that 10 minutes or whatever that match was I thought Ronda Rousey has Tremendous fire You once again, she is on point with her babyface flyer. I love it. She does a great job. My only problem with the match was, unlike the women's ladder match, this looked choreographed. This looked like, okay, we're going to go here, and we're going to go mm-hmm. here. We're going to go here. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And that's yeah, like that's what's expected. An- what's that? I said, but that's
2: expected. That's something we've talked about. That you know, maybe her first you know handful of matches needs to be that you know, especially in her first singles match in what two months of the company or in her second I, match I ever. But but tell
3: me this, WrestleMania, the match with uh, Triple H and Stephanie and Ron, and Ronda and Angle, yep. that didn't feel scripted. This felt scripted. It didn't.
2: I felt that was more scripted than this. I thought Nia was, like you said, that fire. I I thought this was one of the best, if not the best, Nia Jax match, you know, where you could see her kind of taking control. Maybe that's the, the scripted choreographed, you know, of the match that you're maybe alluding to. But I thought Naya took control when she needed to take control in that match. And I thought Rousey, not only with her, you know, abilities in the ring, her mannerisms, her facials, her character, from her coming mm-hmm. out where I was like, oh, she's smiling. But I was like, wait, but I get it. Like, she's, she's yep. happy to be there, but she's also happy that she's going to inflict pain on Naya Jax. And, uh, you know, I, I thought this was great. The power bombs. You know that she was given Rousey. Yes, it was a little overdone kind of towards the end, um, but I I thought these these two athletes put put on a pretty damn good match. we um, did, you know, and and I would say then the developments afterwards that didn't change your grade or is that something entirely different? I that didn't affect
3: my grade because the match was over. So I'm not I can't grade something that isn't in the match it's kind yeah, of the you way do that with okay.
2: new japan just like a show or two ago where you're like whoa but the events after elevated it to this so i would think with the events of of the cash in there i think uh, you know it made it more exciting you know out, out of the blue for me anyways